XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, Bopper.
Buddies, it is the North American scum. It's the Ron and Fez show. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Let's just start this off with Shane from Texas. Shane, how you doing, buddy? Good, Ronnie B. Hey, uh, United States uh, extra Mexico extradites drug kingpin Pepper Hicks back to the United States. Somewhere in the middle of that, there was a terrific joke, and we all would have been laughing and high-fiving and said, oh, that's Shane. He can really deliver a gag. Pepper Hicks back in the USA. Hola, como esta? I don't even understand what that means. Hey, how's it going? You've changed so much. <laughs> uh, Pepper takes a vacation plus one and is now back here with us. Yeah. How you feeling? Not so great. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize... Water is bad down there. It also freezes in ice cubes. That now, you say you don't realize that, but we have it on the air of me telling you, yeah. don't put any ice cubes in your cocktail. Ice cubes yeah. are the water. So what exactly happened to you? Uh, I had a dive bar. Mm -hmm. I'm having Jack and Cokes. Like a gentleman? Yeah, having a good time. Right. I'm all fucked up. I, I'm getting, I'm drunk, I'm fucking whacked out, I get back to the hotel, pass out, come to around 7 in the morning, the day of about to leave, I'm supposed to leave to get on my flight, shit and vomit town. Yeah. Just shitting and vomiting, and I'm still not too great. I, I had some McDonald's breakfast today from Fez. So, uh, so bad they wouldn't let you on the plane? Oh, no, no, no chance. Like, I'm just vomiting, I'm like, constantly, like, Did you attempt to get on the plane? No, I know, I, I you couldn't, just you couldn't make I it. couldn't leave the fucking room, dude, I, I was fucked. Just non-stop fucking vomiting and shitting. Right. I hope you left a nice tip for the maid. Motherfuckers die down there. <laughs> <coughs> oh, boy, you sound awful. I'm hurting. Um, you know, let me just tell you this, Pepper. Yeah. You will never take another vacation unless you're back two days before you're due. <laughs> that is... We didn't think we'd had to set up stuff like this. I didn't think so either. It's my first vacation, like six years. Well, first of all, you're in an... No, you weren't. You were in Austin last year. I don't year. know. You but forget. This was like relaxing. That was just like fucking wildness. Like, I just got well, whacked for four days and came back. Let me tell you this. You're in an island off of Mexico, right? Yeah, what was okay. the name of the island? Isla de Mujeres. Well, you came back looking like anyone first day of spring. <laughs> I mean, there is a slight pinkness... To your white skin, and that's it. Yeah, I um, spent a lot of money on fucking on the the spray, like a hundred SPF or whatever. Cause yeah, I burn. I don't tan. 
I don't want. I, I see. I thought that was be my big problem. I hope I don't get sun poisoning. But that's just vomiting and shitting instead. You know, your illness has left you with very thin arms. I don't know how. <laughs> how is that where the vomit and bile stays? I don't know. Losing mass. All right. Well, uh, Chris Stanley back with us. So that means your phone calls will be screened, motherfuckers. Uh, oh no! No, they got through yesterday without any. Oh no! We just left it wide open. <laughs> Most people said it was the best show we've done in years, and everyone said, Jesus Christ, the flow of this show without Chris Stanley is oh, amazing. Really? Oh. Yeah. All this is so much better. That and hurts. then we had a uh, psychic came in. and Oh, shit. When was the psychic booked? But matter of fact, some uh, woman just uh, approached me in the hall and said, uh, what was the Long Island psychic? Oh, so, shit. Yeah, All right. Yeah. The medium. And... Um, she said to me, oh, God, you were so great with that psychic yesterday. I don't know why Fez wouldn't go with it. <laughs> Fez is into a thing where everything <laughs> is therapy to him. Oh. Instead of fucking around a little bit, you know. Come on. It's, it's, and he was so afraid that he was going to give up his pendulette belief oh, that no. no matter what this woman hit him with, Pe Fez was having, I almost called him Pez, uh, he was having none of it. It was actually one of my favorite things that's happened in a while. I have to listen to this. And I only wish people could have seen how locked up he was. <laughs> and he was, like, gently crying, but not, like, I don't want to go back to having a belief in the afterlife. I can't believe I missed that. It was really fucking amazing. classic. And then we all got free beers. The fuck? And cheesesteaks. They drove up. <laughs> well, Philly. How's this happen when I'm not here? Then the breeders came in. They did two fucking sets. And then out of nowhere, they go like this. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on stage, Black Francis. No! Yes. It was every, it was every fucking show I wanted you to have. And then we did Asset, and it was fucking great. <laughs> I want to cry. By the way, there's a piece up on the IB wire today. Uh, the truths and myths of LSD. Mm. But it is funny that a drug could be around so long and still be... The most talked about drug and the most debated drug. Oh yeah, definitely. Just because if there's people who swear that you know this will, if you have any sort of mental illness, this thing's going to cure you, or if you don't have any mental illness, it will cause it. Yeah, you'll become a fucking zombie psycho. But one of the myths was actually fucking told to me in seventh grade health class by a fucking teacher, right? Okay. <laughs> that he says. Last year, a kid your age did acid. He thought he was an orange, didn't want anyone to touch him because he didn't want to turn into orange juice. Lay and we're like, fuck, that's fucking crazy, huh? <laughs> orange. How did that even happen? So, like, later, we're, like, having to see somebody else give a fucking, uh, no. It was like an overhead projection thing that they did, like a film fucking thing. Yeah. And, they, and the same story comes up. And he's just like, I see him, like, look around, like, on the floor, like, fuck. My bullshit gig is over now. Yeah, these fuckers are gonna know everything I say is a lie. Yeah, that in high school I was told to say you're gonna some kid he had a total freak out and now he's in a mental institution and if you tip touch him he thinks he'll tip over and spill out because he's a glass of orange juice. Fuck these, it's it's already crazy enough. We don't need your bullshitness. Fuck no. Fuck it. Give me a bad trip. I don't care. Uh, and then there's also a great picture. We have it up there. Uh, the 65th Street Hoarder is back in the news. New York Post. He was, uh, in, he was in the Post today. And you can see the picture of him. 
he looks like he'd be perfect for Fez Watley, openly gay. Uh, Fez made up some kind of story about uh, a stinky retard that wanted him. And then I find out after the show, most of it, you said, you just kind of fucking blew out of proportion. Oh. Well, yeah, the guy was, I mean, the annoying part was totally there. The stink may not have been as bad as I said. Why do you say it then? Why can't you just live in a world where we can trust you? Why do you got to be like my old fucking coach, Junto, telling me that, that some kid thought he was an orange last year? That fucking story. <laughs> that that for just to last so long. And I believed it right for sure. It. Who didn't? You believe everything when you fucking come into fucking middle school. You're like, huh? Let me write that down. What? How's it even possible that you can uh, think you're not human? I'll tell you the biggest lie they told me about drugs too was free the first time, and that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want it free, you're gonna have to get a radio show. That's the only time. Like, hey, I want to hang out with the guy from the radio show. I've always had to pay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's free the first time if you've got a beautiful vagina. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, 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 no fucking money gets dropped. It's like, hey, I'm here. Oh, here's some drugs. For me, uh, when people who go, like, I don't do acid, but I want to know what it's like. You know, you can't explain to people. Yeah. Crazy clowns is the best fucking way. Uh, all right, hold on. Here's Dewey. Dewey, I'm on first. Hello? Yeah. Hey, buddies, listen. That whatever Hicks said about the orange juice is funny. That's from the movie SLC Punk. Yeah, well, it was told to me before I ever saw the movie, so some kid was ripping the movie Dude, off. I heard it fucking years before the movie. That's why they put it in the film, is that they actually just fucking go around saying this shit to kids. And none of the teachers have experiences of their own, so they have to just fucking copy shit that they heard. <laughs> They're like fucking hack comics in the Midwest, just traveling around with somebody else's act until you see it on fucking HBO. I'm gonna kill with this. And then, yeah, then they'll brag about it, like, I killed last night. Of course you fucking did. <laughs> yeah, you're stealing. You know it's gonna work. Uh, Stumpy, you're on my face. Hey, we had the same orange juice story in health class, too, but we did have this guy in, uh, it was a couple grades ahead of us that found Jesus tripping on ass and ended up being a preacher. Everyone knows that fucking born-again stoner, too. It's always the weirdest deal. Like, you know what, man? I found a new way to get high. No, you didn't. Way to get high with Jesus. But you're not, like, physically high, though. It's... Chris, let me just say this. Yeah, Do you want to get high and stay high? Hell yeah. Well, uh, we're getting together with some people. Um, if you've got a guitar, bring it, because I'm sure we're going to break in the song. Uh, we might read from the book a little bit. What, what book? And then everybody testify. I'd rather just go behind that fucking sound. You're just like, you know what? Just because you got fucking long hair and a beard doesn't make you fucking cold, dude. I mean, it's a look. But look, I like getting high. You know what? We're different than most churches here, okay? I'm not All wearing right. shoes, for instance. Check that out. That's kind of cool. You All right? Look, hey. <laughs> you know what? I know you're going through a lot of crap, man. I've been there myself. Why don't we get together and rap about it later? I don't know if I want to rap with you. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you know what? I'm not a yeah. I'm not some stiff preacher, man. Check it out. I got a VW fucking microbus. Yeah. I'm fucking cruising around town in that. That's happening. Now, that looks kind of broke down, actually. Let me tell you this. On your dying bed, yeah. are the Beatles going to reach out there and try to help you? Oh, they're not popular anymore. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> Maybe you need to spend a little JC time. I don't know what that means. Uh, Steve in Iowa, you're on my face. 
Hey, that, that old TV show, Dragnet, always showed people uh, jumping out of windows trying to fly on acid. You know, uh, Bill Hicks did that great fucking bit saying, like, if you think you can fly, why don't you just take off from the ground? <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. His fucking tagger was you never see a duck getting on an elevator. And it is true. A duck will just start flying. Hell yeah, I just see his little fucking running room. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Mr. Bennington, I'd like to take your Ronnie B. wine of the day on the road. Let's get the shit franchise, man. Well, you know I'm what? Fucking, I fucking... We've set up the iBang right now for anybody who has a shitty fucking morning show that could just sit and do all the show prep that we have. Just go and help yourself out there, kids. <laughs> While you're sitting there trying to make Iowa laugh or wherever the fuck you are. Oh, he's looking like some good story. Wonder Boy has uh, a fucking show in Illinois now. Some town I never even heard of before. And I'm like, that's the life, man. Do Rock it. it. Rock that fucking town. Dominate. Um... Uh, Danny and Philly's got a little update here for Chris Stanley. Yeah, hey man, uh, hey man, a buddy of mine went to Mexico and had kind of the same symptoms and stuff, and he had to end up he ended up going to a a doctor and having to shit in a dish so they could grow a culture to see what was eating his ass. I'm going to tell you right now, like no. Hicks is going to end up shitting out a gecko because that's where those fucking things come from. from. From my fucking shit. Yeah. When all else fails. I should fucking play that on loop. You do any drugs or just fucking drink down there? Um, I found some pills. Oh, well, it's great to mix with tequila. You know what? No one's ever died from that. So you're really fucking making smart choices. <laughs> and you're using ice cubes. I fucking, I swear I to God, we have it on fucking. If I was the producer of the show, I would have went back and found it. I told him on the air, don't use ice cubes. Do not use ice cubes. One He's thing. down there fucking jiggling his fucking ice around. <laughs> On playing the rocks, Yahtzee. Please. Hey, Yahtzee! Da -da -na -da -da -na -da -da -na. Doug, you're on the Run of Fez show. Doug. Oh, hey, Ron. Sorry about that. Hi, Fez. Hi, Pepper. Welcome back. What is it you need, Doug? Uh, Ron, uh, the Peabody Hotel in Orlando, Florida, actually has ducks that live in a fountain. But you know, uh, but here's the day. thing uh, about that. It's a very good point that you made, and you you really okay. have a ruin the memory of Bill Hicks. But those ducks didn't even start in Orlando. I've seen that act in Memphis. They do that fucking bit all over the country. Talk about franchising, and they bring ducks through the lobby. And have them get on an elevator, and everybody fucking waits for it. Like twelve o'clock, the ducks are gonna walk through. Yes, so fucking cute. Get the fucking camera. It's so cute. Oh, my wife with giant stretch pants has the camera right now. <laughs> She's also wearing an enormous straw hat, <laughs> so no fucking sun gets to her. I can relate. Why do you go to a sunny place if you're fucking afraid of burning up? I wasn't thinking. I was kind of like a. No, little thought goes What did you do? You wanted to just puke and shit in a different country? I didn't want to puke and shit anywhere. I don't like doing that here or elsewhere. It was impulsive Crazy decision. clowns. And then Chris drank the ice. Chris drank the ice and puked. That thing's awesome. What was your chick doing? Holding your hair back? <laughs> don't worry, Chris. You're getting all the bad stuff out of you. No. That's it. Don't be embarrassed about the smell. You're getting all that bad poison out of your body. 
helpful women. Nothing more helpful than a woman. That's it. Let it all go. <laughs> Get it. All right. All better now, right? No! I want to give you a tiny little bit of ginger ale and a saltine. <laughs> just barely drink it. Just just for me, eat the corner of a cracker. I can't keep it down. Yes, you can. I know you can. I've been vomiting for 12 fucking hours. You're doing so much better, honey. No, actually, I'm not. Call a doctor. Listen, I found a bunch of these pills that have Spanish writing on them. <laughs> Give them to me. Well, if you storm, you don't have to swallow them. That is fucking true. No one's ever died from snorting pills. <laughs> Bad advice for young people. No one's ever died from snorting. See? What was cigarettes costing you down there? I just hit up the duty free, like fucking hardcore, yeah. and just so I just came down with loads of cigarettes, smoking two packs a day. Mm. Sound like it. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you know, from the vomiting, the smoking, and the drinking. Maybe the other problem is when you're drunk, you eat stuff that's in the inside of a seashell. Mmm, oh. smells and tastes of the sea. That's it. Keep puking. <laughs> now I have to shit. <laughs> Leave the room. Do you think you're going to feel better to go out to dinner tonight? What? No! That's it, honey. There's nothing left to shit and puke. You're all better now. No, I'm not. It's still happening. Why don't I put some baseball on TV for you? <laughs> I know you like that. That season just started, I guess. Sports Center. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> well, it's the Portes. Oh, look. Uh, the Saints are getting a coach next year, so. <laughs> what happened to Parcells? I can't hear you in the bathroom, honey. <laughs> I can't leave. Here, sleep next to this shit bucket. <laughs> How was your hotel room? Oh, it was nice. It was a nice fucking spot, all inclusive. Yeah. Including also, don't let any fucking water get in your mouth when you're in the shower. That could happen, too. <sighs> it was definitely the ice cube. You don't fucking listen to tips. The same as at the uh, fucking track. You don't listen to tips. I'm a jinx-ass motherfucker. Hmm, Chris Stanley gave me the wrong uh, information for our guest. <sighs> Maybe it's it's 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern is a show called Raising Hope. Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. And for information, check out fox.com slash raising hope. Yeah. Uh, well, the star of the sitcom has been in such movies as The Goonies, Running on Empty, Parenthood, I shot Andy Warhol, Beautiful Girls, and 200 Cigarettes. That's just the beginning. That's ridiculous. Uh, but now he's uh, got this hit TV show called Raising Hope. Everybody loves her. Everybody loves this girl. My uh, spot crack. on. I mean, this is like, when you're watching a film, you're like, oh, I wish that girl was my girlfriend. She's kind of cool and hot, but hip and like could talk to a guy. Fuck yeah. Let's bring in New York City's own Martha Plimpton.
Martha Plimpton in studio with us. And I think everyone in, in America falls in love with Martha Plimpton in all at different stages of your life. Oh, that's nice to hear. Has that been, you've started acting as a really young person, mm -hmm. right? Your whole life you've been acting? My whole life, since I was eight years old. Since you were eight years old. Mm -hmm. And throughout this, movies. TV, mm -hmm. Broadway. Mm -hmm. No one gets to do all these things. <laughs> no one else gets to do all. I'm, a matter of fact, I don't think a lot of people can make the transition. You, you know? think? Yeah. yeah. I see a lot of theater actors when they go on TV, they're a little too big, or movie actors who don't work it out. Because it's kind of like three different jobs, right? Well, they're three different skill sets, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, not so much between TV and movies, although, you know, it, it all depends on the writing in that sense but yeah i mean it's a different set of um things you have to know how to do right you know on stage and but i actually think theater actors have uh, if you come from the theater i think you have a lot a much wider range mm -hmm. um i think you're a lot more flexible as an actor if you come from the theater you're used to not being the center of attention so you're used to contributing to an ensemble mm -hmm. in a way um you know when you've only ever done movies you can be a little you know um self-absorbed <laughs> right. it's all about me right yeah mm -hmm. uh, how long would you recommend people stay in the theater before they they move on because a lot of people right never go back they'll do it for like a year or two and as soon as they get their break they'll never go back right. you go back and now new york has got you know forget about the musicals but there's right. always great theater yes running exactly right now. exactly um i think you should do it as long as you love it as long mm. as you want to keep doing it and um you know it's hard for actors because in the theater you don't make a living it's really, really hard to make a living in the theater, even on Broadway. You know, a lot of theaters um, are even on Broadway are are owned by not for profit companies, and so they have a contract that doesn't pay commercial salaries mm -hmm. to actors. So it's really hard to sock anything away as an actor in New York working solely in the theater. So it it makes sense why people, you know, if they get a TV show or if they get a break, they boom. go, boom. <laughs> it makes sense, and I completely understand it. It's, it's many of those actors who come back to the theater either come back because they've got enough money that they don't need to worry, mm -hmm. you know, or they come back because they desperately miss it or because they can't find any work on television. <laughs> You know, it's all for actors. It's all about how do I um, pay my bills and take care of my health, my health care. Right. You know, that's another huge thing. Um, and also um, feed what I want to do, like, you know, feed my skill or my craft or my right. art or whatever the word is you want to use. And the weird thing about that is you never really kind of consciously always know what it is you want to do or what the next project is going to be. You just right. have this feeling, I guess. Yes, exactly. It's it's very... Um, a lot of actors who will try and strategize a career um, will get very frustrated very, very quickly um, because really being an actor is just about being willing to say yes. Yeah. And most people turn down nothing, right? Most people who are Because a lot of people are going like, oh, why would this person who just did three great films do mm -hmm. this one? I'm like... You know, right. it's the job. Yeah, that's the gig. And some things go well and some yeah. things don't, and it's not all entirely up to you, you know? Well, you've got a TV show that renewed again, mm -hmm. and it's still happening. And the thing is, is like, it seems like the writing 
mm-hmm. has stayed with the show, which is the hardest thing in the world for television. That is, and that's the key. The, yeah. Television is the writer's medium. And uh, and if the writing is not sharp and, uh, you know, um, smart and funny and consistent, mm-hmm. uh, you're absolutely right. You lose... You know what I mean? You lose sure. touch with your viewers that way. Um, so we're extremely lucky because Greg Garcia is just a phenomenal showrunner. He's our creator. He's obviously our head writer. Um, and he just has a really clear idea of what he wants this show to be. Yeah, he's kept it very consistent mm-hmm. where... Like, some joke doesn't end up changing the style, the way the family treats each other. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Which you've seen that happen on so many shows. You're like, oh, that one out wacky episode that everybody liked was the beginning of the end. That's right. For them. Yeah, suddenly the dynamic changed. Some note got taken in the wrong yeah. way. And it, yeah, I agree with you. And to have uh, Cloris there. Is, yeah. uh, Cloris Leachman came in a couple years ago to do the show. Mm-hmm. And all I made her do was t- talk about New York in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Because her stories are insane. yeah. Just insane. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That was, for me, New York in the 50s. And I know your your family's from here, so your grandmother, I guess, was... That was kind of her era's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was the beginning of the entire cultural change. Yeah, I think you're right. For the country. Everything that happened in civil rights and, Mm -hmm. you know, artistically that kind of pushed out. You know, the 50s in New York was like the 60s in the rest of the country. Right, right. You're right. That's true. You grew up with those kind of people being around in your life as a little kid, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. At what point did you say to yourself, this childhood, this isn't the way most people, this isn't the type of characters most people get to meet? You know, it's funny. Um, I guess I didn't really understand that until uh, I was a teenager and I started, you know, working with other kids outside uh, New York and meeting other kids outside New York. Um, I guess so. I guess not till I was about, you know, maybe 15 or 16. Yeah. yeah. That you would just say, oh, remember when this used to happen? And I was like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that didn't go down. Right. But seeing your, your family around that, that did it for you as a kid. I mean, you weren't so much as a gypsy as just knowing. Right. I mean, my mother like. was an actress. My mother worked in avant-garde and downtown mm. theater in, in town. She was in the original company of Hair. And all of our friends were in the theater. That was our world. The, right. That was Those were the circles we traveled in was, you know, that sort of downtown theater scene and the public theater and, you know, top of the gate and places like that, Yeah, right? So, so was, that's the world that I was born into. That's the environment I was raised in. And so it made perfect sense that I would do that sure. for fun. Like, that was the way to have fun. Instead of going to camp, we didn't have money for camp. And besides, I hated camp. I went to sleepaway camp once. It was horrible. <laughs> Vowed never to go back. Awful. I had no understanding why I was being made to wake up at 5 a.m. to play leapfrog. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, no, I much preferred... Um, Going to sleep at 5 a.m. That's right. <laughs> much preferred that. Yes, yes. Uh, but but that also, I guess, set you on that path where you couldn't go back and settle on what a lot of people would consider a Hollywood career, right? I mean, I guess even early on, you're like, some of this stuff that people like is kind of bullshit. I think so. I think so. Just my taste, 
you know, informed a lot of the things that I wanted to do or didn't want to do. That's true. That's mm-hmm. absolutely true. And I think as a teenager, you have to be careful because, you know, you start getting typecast. And I was getting kind of bored in the roles that I was looking at in movies when I was in my late teens and early 20s. You know, it was all like sort of like sassy sidekick. You know right. what I mean? Either that or I was like a pregnant junkie. And I was just <laughs> kind of over it. You know, I was like... Is there nothing else that I can... Do you know what I mean? So I did. I kind of took some time away from making movies because there just wasn't anything there that seemed exciting for me to do, just from my perspective. And I did get a little too picky. And for a while there, it was like, well, you know, if you're too good for us... Right. It doesn't take long, right, before everyone's like... It doesn't take long. And so, you know, my... That was why I was so grateful for having this history in the theater and that I could do that where, you know, in the theater, the the options for women are exponentially more varied. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that there's some kind of... It almost feels like a lack of trust in... Mm -hmm. I think Hollywood has a lack of trust in men, that men can show up and go, this person doesn't have a penis, but they're still interested. Right. I don't know why it is. I mean, there are a million reasons, and we could talk about it for hours, but um, for my money anyway, the theater is a place in which people are exploring stories and ideas that are maybe not familiar mm-hmm. all the time, and it's a it's an intellectual pursuit in a way that sometimes movies don't have to be, because right. it's a purely, you know, it's such a visual um, thing. Uh, theater has, you know, a long history of exploration of women, um, and movies have only been getting made for about a hundred years. So, so you think they'll catch up, or because they seem to be? I sliding. would like to think that they yeah. will catch up. Yes, I would. I would like to think that they will catch up. Mm-hmm. It seems to be sliding into more and more comic books, as far as I can tell. Just, but on the other hand, you have these great writers like Lena Dunham, and you know, a lot of other women writers, Nicole Holland Center, and you know, um, and. I would like to see them get bigger budgets and get more responsibility and all of that. But, you know, it's just, it's the nature of, you know, business and movies. And these are things that we can't, you know, if we bang our head against the wall, you we can't just get control. frustrated. Yeah, you can't control. And now here you are in TV, which at one point people would have thought was almost like a dead end. Mm-hmm. But TV seems to be doing more stuff than any. I think it's a, I actually, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on TV right. right now, I think TV is reach is in like a second golden age right, right. now. I mean, the number of, of channels obviously increases the need for content. The need for content increases the willing to take risks, the willingness to take risks. Um, the ri- risks that get taken by writers push the envelope in terms of what actors are able to do on television, and it just creates this enormous um, glut, this fantastic <laughs> number of, you know, things for people to watch. And see, the competition is high, which makes the quality of the work higher. I think it's a terrific time to be on television, and there's no... Thank goodness there's no stigma about doing television anymore right. for actors. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's like uh, you can go from one to the other and back again without this, you know, like, well, she sold out or he's yeah. not making it in t- movies, so he's got to do TV. That doesn't exist anymore, which is actually great. That's the way it is in England, and it's the way it should be here. Well, in England, you can't even really make a living, I think, doing TV. You can't make a living as an actor in England no matter what you do. <laughs> no matter what happens there. But at least you get to do whatever you want. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? But you're right. I mean, no one would have expected, you know, I don't know, Don Cheadle to suddenly show up right. and start doing a TV show, mm-hmm. and no one's penalizing him, you know, with his movie career because he's doing that. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, your movie career, there's certain films that, uh, for me, always stick out, but I think Running on Empty is one of those oh, films that thank you. I don't even know if I could even sit down and watch that all the way through again because it's one of the most heartbreaking films I've ever seen in my life. Oh, no, I know. And by the end of it, I'm like, I, I know. I am spent. The I'm going to bring I'm going to cancel the rest of my appointments. Right. Uh, but you do have films like that in yeah. your past that kind of go on to live on their own. Mm-hmm. And at the time when you're getting these films, do you have any idea of that or is this stuff that just happens? Well, at the time that I was doing Running on Empty, I did feel that I was involved in something very special. First mm-hmm. of all, I was working with Sidney Lumet, who is, of course, one of America's right. greatest directors and one of the most iconic and important directors we, we've had. Um, and I felt very strongly about um, the script that it was a truly a, a beautiful work of writing, a beautiful piece of writing by name Naomi Foner. And of course, the cast. I knew who everybody in the cast was. Mm-hmm. Um, I respected all of them enormously. I did feel very much that on that movie, I was a part of something very special. And I felt that way the whole way through, from the way we shot it, to the way we rehearsed it, to the way, I mean, all of it. Yeah. It was an unusual experience. Working with Sydney is an unusual experience, or was, you know, rest in peace. Um, so there are movies like that that I knew at the time, like Parenthood was the right. same way. I knew that it was a special thing. I looked around at the people I was working with, and I was just in awe. Mm-hmm. Ron Howard, obviously, was already a hugely successful director when we made that movie. Um, you know, that was good fortune to yeah. be in that company um and not a false note ever in that film you know there's just a show that a comedy doesn't have to be stupid that's you right know what i mean that you could just sit there and go oh this is that's so right. funny i better call my dad yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> after a while you're like you know what i don't know if i'm that good of a kid i better I touch base with a couple people but doesn't it seem like what so much in your career is like some the great films that you're in is always has like a great cast. Yes, uh, you know, beautiful girls is another thing of everybody just seems to be fitting perfectly. In yeah, that film. yeah. I've had some really good fortune to work with some on uh, great ensembles. Yes, and now in your television show, what I what I really like about it is the fact that the people in the show actually like each other. We do, yeah. Where uh, and I think that comes across because there's so many family. Uh, situation comedies where the dad gets all the heat and he's right. the jerk right. and he has to hide if he wants to do right. something. Right, and the mother is this mean, bitchy yes. harridan who stands over and wags her finger and is yeah. always bored and rolling her eyes. And sounds like a Catskill writer is just right. feeding right. her cruel Don Rickles <laughs> right, right, lines. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. But the people in this show, they really are a uh, family. And not the the not doing things correctly, but to really be a family, I think you just have to care about each other. I think that's know? absolutely true. The thing about the show is, regardless of the conflicts that go on within the family, or you know whether we may argue or not, or we may do things want to do things differently than another character wants to do things. The essential heart of the show is that we love each other, mm. that we're in the same boat, and we're on the same team. 
you know, that we're devoted to each other. And there's no cynicism in the writing of yeah. our show. There's no, um, there's something about Greg Garcia. I don't know how he manages it because he's not exactly, you know, a Pollyanna mm-hmm. in any sense of the word. I mean, Greg has got some very dark <laughs> stuff going on <laughs> in his, that mind of his. But somehow it never goes to a place of bitterness. It never goes to a place of cynicism. And that is really an accomplishment that's very unusual today. Yeah. It's very unusual right now. Well, I think because normally we're supposed to stand so far above right. the characters and look down on them. Yes, that's exactly right. Well, we're here, I think, when you watch your show, you're like, yeah, you don't really know how to do be a parent properly. You don't know how to be a child properly. No one really knows how to pull these things off. And if there's any place of regret in your life, normally that's... Right. Those roles are the ones that you most regret. That's exactly right. And I think you make an excellent point about not looking down on our characters. Yeah. We're not in judgment of them. We're playing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yes, I agree with you. So this is something that you feel like you're happy to do as long as this all oh, keeps for, together. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as Greg will have me, as long as Fox will have us, as long as our writers, you know, enjoy what they're doing and continue making this hilarious stuff for us to do, um, you know, I am game. And to when you got that role, and mm-hmm. here you are, as young as you are, playing a grandmother. Yeah, that did not seem like the casting made sense uh, at all at first. Well, well, that was the joke. I yeah. mean, I, I did. I read the script, and I went. I did call up Greg before I came out to test for the network and do all that stuff. And I said, "Well, I'm a little nervous <laughs> about you know." I it was 39 at the time, and I was like, "I'm not sure I'm ready for people to see me as a grandmother." Right. And he was like, "Well, they won't because that is." the joke yeah the joke is that you were too young to have your son and now you're too young to have a, a grandkid and you don't know what the hell you're doing <laughs> and so i was like hmm well that i can do right and then when they they uh show the early 90s flashback stuff yeah. you guys are young enough that you can play that right. without it looking too you know ridiculous <laughs> we did make a joke about it on a <laughs> on an episode not too long ago about how you know we like we didn't age at all until we were like 19 or 20 and then we stopped aging from 20 and now we're oh my i don't know i can't remember the joke but we did try to like because you know sometimes we have these other two actors playing us when we're teenagers Mm -hmm. and then sometimes we play ourselves (laughs) we do it ourselves so we had to kind of make a joke about that to make people aware that we were aware that we were messing with the timeline a little bit well it's um raising hope is tuesdays uh eight o'clock eastern on fox and you're just about wrapping up the season yeah now, we right? have th- this next two of the episode that's on tonight and then uh next week um is a two-part finale it's mm-hmm. like a big cl- cliffhanger well it's so great to have you stop by thank you and uh, I'm really happy for you. I'm especially happy that you're happy. Thank because you. you've really done so much great work. And I'm so glad that this is a project that you like. And I'm going to play this because not everyone around the country, people in New York know this, mm. but you're a great, great singer. <gasps> and we're going to go out with Thunder Road. Oh, today. my gosh. That's so, lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Singing for the lonely 
Hey, that's me and I want you only Don't turn me home again I just can't face myself alone Don't run back inside, darling You know just what I'm here for So you're scared and you're thinking that Maybe we ain't that young anymore Crosses from your lovers, throw roses in the rain. Waste your summer praying in vain for a savior to rise from these streets. Well, now I know a hero that's understood. All the redemption I can offer goes beneath this dirty hood. With a chance to make it good somehow. Hey, what else can we do? Full of losers, 
That's not Martha Whistling. Some other dude. Uh, Martha Plimpton in with us. At Martha Plimpton is uh, the Twitter. For the re- first responders, at Martha Twitter, uh, Plimpton on, at Twitter. Now, uh, perhaps we announce a, a little winner in a little bit. That'd be nice. Maybe something nice. Signed by Martha Tw- uh, Plimpton. So uh, make sure on Twitter, because it helps us out a lot, just uh, write a little something to at Martha Plimpton if you enjoyed her on the show today. And uh, we'll be uh, maybe giving something out in just about 10, 15 minutes. Oh, you like that? Yeah, you like that? Uh-huh. Okay, Come this on. isn't all shitting and vomiting down in Mexico. No, it's not. Let's put that behind me. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going out to dinner with Martha tonight. Whoa! Yeah, she actually belongs to this thing called the, I think it's called the Players or something, but they've got this uh, cool townhouse down in, um, uh, what is the what is the park that you have to have keys for? Gramercy Park. Okay. It, it faces Gramercy Park. Oh. Uh, we go down there. Yeah. You get dinner, you play poker, you sit around and you talk with some of the, you know. That sounds like real a spikers. fucking... Awesome time. Is there any more room, maybe? I mean, I asked her, I said, do you mind if I bring my friend, Shitty and Pukey, along? So why'd you call me that? It's your nickname. I... I'm not going to lie to her and have you start shitting and puking. I think I passed the, the worst. Players Club. I think I passed the worst of it. I'm sure they have a bathroom, very nice one, that I could excuse yeah, myself Yeah, I don't want to fucking ruin that. Oh. So, uh, maybe give away something signed in oh, just a little bit. Fez is going to be the person who keeps an eye on it. He loves to keep an eye on stuff. Uh, that's... What is 200 cigarettes? You like that? Old mm-hmm. Jay Moore's action. Oh, yeah. Beautiful girls. I shot Andy Warhol. Parenthood. Oh. Running on empty. And everybody loves the Goonies. Um, in the hall, I was saying to her, she was like, oh, I had so much fun. I go, well, because it's our time down here. It's no. their time up there, but it's our time down here on the 37th floor yeah that's what she said she's like you know uh, i'm not used to people just doing that to me every fucking day of my life wherever i go trying to get some smokes at the 7-eleven chill out you are uh also uh there's so much more stuff to get into uh today and why wouldn't we? We got Chris Stanley back with us. This is kind of bad news for you. Uh, Blur is doing their last show this year. Come on. And because of that, Gorillas also are no! done. Now, somehow, the fuck? a cartoon band broke up. <laughs> Doesn't make much sense because they just released that fucking whacked out video for Converse or whatever with that, the 2000. That'll probably be the, the end of it. That's fucking depressing. And so many great people played with them. 
Um, yeah, the, the, for their last tour, for the last album, uh, they had Plastic Beach. They had fucking Cla- the, you know, Paul Simonson from yeah. Clash playing with them. Jesus that Christ. was the great thing about that band is everybody could show up and play. It was kind of like not a real band where all no. of a sudden like, oh, Tom Tom Club's on fucking stage with us. Oh, there's Lou Reed playing. Yeah, Lou Reed shows up. And then there was, if you just go on like YouTube, you can find so many amazing live girls performances. Dennis Hopper showed up for one of their fucking things. That was actually in Harlem. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that is actually one of my favorite YouTube videos ever. That thing is amazing. Yeah. I think it's the fire coming out of the monkey's head um, in the Apollo. It's it's their live shit is just so fucking great. Because at first it was just him behind the fucking weird this, thing, like, like shadow puppets. You just see the shadow. Then they actually started putting out the animation. Then he was like, "Fuck it," and they just came. He came out and did it. There wasn't any animation at all, and that was fucking great. And that they're breaking up. That fucking sucks. Girls is a great band. Uh-huh. Hopefully, hopefully they. Reconcile. I guess it's him and the animator that are having the trouble. Like, hey, dude, I guess the animator was mad that he came out and was just doing his songs. Yes. <laughs> That's a fucking good point. Yeah, because they just abandoned it. Because, yeah, there's this one video where Snoop Dogg just comes out and they're just fucking, him and David Albert are fucking singing. Well, there you have it. I'm fucking brokenhearted. Well, you don't have to be, dude, because there's no such thing as a group that's broken up. They all come back together. Yeah. Like if, when it was like 1978, 1983, we thought bands could break up. But now, now we know all bands come back together. For a giant fat paycheck. Yeah. Well, I'm still have the... And the, that's just girls. Blur. I mean, still, Oasis is still out there. You guys got to realize that. Well, you know, here's the other weird thing. They were, they've been hanging out together. Now, remember how much they hated each other? The early, the Brit pop war yeah. <laughs> from the early 90s was crazy. And is Oasis still together or just one of them is together? I think just one. I think it's just yeah. Noel. And he calls himself Oasis? Yeah, and then Liam's pissed off about it. But Liam has another band. They were, the, the Gallagher brothers are fucked. Yeah, they are. They're fucking just crazy. Totally nuts. There's been about... So many times that they were supposed to stop by this place, they got, don't. I think I got, I got Liam Gallagher going in, Ron. Yeah. You want it's him? It's always like, yeah. <laughs> there are certain people that they will make the appointment. And one of the people that I, I've actually even had on the show once, and then other times was supposed to come in, and then one time not only was supposed to do uh, this show, but a couple other shows. They just never even called and didn't show up. That same person said, I got a thing yesterday, would you like to go down uh, to D.C. and interview him in his hotel room on Thursday? And I'm like, normally for a legend like this, I would say yes in a heartbeat. Uh, But why would I trust this? Why would I, when I'm sitting here and the person doesn't show, it doesn't bother me. Because I don't fucking pre-sell guests. But going down there and playing an entire fucking trip And then act like I'm going into your weird hotel room and get fucking into your strange zone. Come into my world, Ron. Weirdness. Yeah, that's not fucking going down that way. Uh, We were trying to convince Fez yesterday... That women are more beautiful than men, and today we've got Sarah Jean uh, Underwood undressed. Maybe if people want to find pictures like this and send them to us at the iBang, we might be able to turn Fez because we figured out yesterday that he's not really gay. Gay. What? The f- All this shit went down yesterday. Fuck. Well, he doesn't date, or he's not interested in dating. Yeah. And that's when we, you know, we caught him making up. 
some kind of story happened with an older person, but he admitted later that the person might not have been retarded or didn't smell. <laughs> I don't know the whole. I don't know the whole fucking nine yards. I know one thing. Something. There's another closet inside the closet. But when you look at these pictures, I think you can. Uh, yeah, you can click on them. I right, go back because I know breasts don't impress you, Fez. Let's go bottom second one. Now, there's an ass shot. You don't like that? Now, there cannot. It's impossible for a human male to look that attractive. No, Jesus. That can't happen. Like, even, I think, women would sit here and say, yes, that's prettier and more attractive than any man I've ever seen. Some twink just sticking it out there. Yeah, like, you could probably take uh, a mid-level woman. And prove that she's more beautiful than the most fucking attractive man on the planet. That's not that difficult to do. And that's one of the things where I'm now agreeing with Fez's anti-gay, but gay stance, is that it doesn't make any sense to be with men. And I, first of all, Fez, let me just say thank you. Now I get where you're coming from. Okay. And second of all, I agree with you that this woman here is probably the reason why you don't want to go all the way gay. You don't like women, but you certainly get that they're more attractive than men. All right. This no, I do want to go all the way gay. What? And this picture really doesn't do anything that's for me. There's no excitement that's, there. That's a lie. That There's no fucking mammal that would not say that that's attractive. Like, you could bring a whale in here, and he would yeah. be like, yes. Dolphins are jacking She's right attractive, but I'm not sexually attracted to her. You would have to be, if you're a mammal. Or even a sea urchin. I believe that I could get a Greek guy that has one of those bowls on his head to walk in here right. backwards. See, people don't know this. they got to walk backwards oh, when fuck. they do that. You can't walk forwards. And that's why I won't be a deep sea diver. That and the fact that I don't trust them to keep sending the air down that hose. All right, this picture here, Fess. Mm -hmm. There is not a... Look. Look at that. You're dying. I'm looking. Inside. You're dying to just touch her ass. Or to just put your left cheek next to her ass. Put your face that's in. That's it. Put your face you in. You don't even have don't to go have any that further. Feeling. That, yes... Every human being, a fucking garden slug, would be like, I would love to crawl across that ass. That's not a bad thing, Fez. It doesn't mean that you've turned on gay rights. I think that you can still be gay and have gay rights and say, yes, I want to put my cheek next to that ass. Not if it's anymore. I'm not even asking to have sex. No, she's quite beautiful. I'll concede that. Yeah, I can, hey, look, I can see the loveliness. This is her ass right here. I'm going to set this up. Right. And then you just put your cheek there like that. So and then the, that's it. Like I don't nozzle. want to dance cheek to cheek with and, her ass. I don't have that feeling. Then you would have to say, don't let you. But even if it's not sexual. Yeah. That's like saying, wouldn't you want to put your head on a really nice mm -hmm. pillow? Remember, Every human being would want to do that. Remember when uh, Isaac Mizrahi grabs Scarlett Johansson's breasts? See? Remember? I fucking have that right now on my iPhone. I just, <laughs> just keep going back to it. But that's a really good point. He is a gay gay. Oh, I mm -hmm. had him on the show, and he's, he is, he's out. Fez. Not only is he out, but he's dating, and I believe he's married now. And he looks over 
He's on the red carpet. Scarlett Johansson is coming by with the Globes, and he's like, "Fuck this! I'm fucking grabbing that tit." And I don't even think that that was fucking sexual as much as it was just a human being, not a human doing Fez, mm -hmm. but a human being, a human being human. Now, you've got your neck all leaned down, and I think you need to stretch your neck up a little bit because you're tensing up about this, and just realize that that's more attractive than any man. And then be as gay as you want to, but just make that admit. I'll admit she's attractive, but there are young, you know, young guys that's that crazy. I think oh, are that's, just, that's, 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 just as attractive. That's crazy talk. Look, I'm a Phillies fan, right? Uh -huh. But I don't sit around saying that any Phillies team is better than the 27 Yankees because I'm not a liar. <laughs> you know what I mean? That doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to become a Yankees fan. No, I won't. Ever. No. But I will accept the fact that that was the fucking greatest team of all time. Hats off to them. That's how I want you to look at that woman's ass. It's on the eye bang right now. And just say, that ass is probably the 27 Yankees. Congratulations. I'm done with guys. I don't want to have sex with men. Why would I want to fucking, fucking get teabagged when there's something like that? That's on... This, I think, is a dangerous game she's playing, where she's wearing the underoos. Uh-huh. Like, Don't fucking start that. Look how young Don't I am. Don't start and fuck yeah. Look how young I That's am. That's how bad. fuckers go to jail. I'm bad, yeah. Touch Because then they'll, <laughs> then if they see any underoos, they think, oh, I remember. They must want, must want it, like Sarah uh, does. Well, yeah, what's her whole story? What's her background? Is she a model? Is she a model slash actress? I believe she started as a doing like these, this type of modeling, like some you know nude, semi nude modeling on on the internet, and mm -hmm. she got to meet from that. And now she's on a, Attack of the Show. She's the co-host. She replaced oh. Olivia Munn. She replaced Olivia. All right, so she is so good naked that they say, "Come on the show and start like having fun with us." Yeah, talk about video games and she's fucking cell phones. Great. She's doing great. This kid. Oh, very well. Yeah. All right, that thing. <laughs> now, what is that area called? You're heading down to the veg, but you're not there yet. Pubic mound? Okay, pubic mound is not the, 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 the not kind sexy. of section. I no, think it sexy. is a pubic area. Well, I don't like but area kind of, either. I don't even like the, the word pubic. Yeah, I want to get rid of pubic. What do you got? The pre-vag. All right, pre-vag is, I don't know, because the pre, like, some pre comes to mind there. Or like you're studying it at medical school. Well, I have studied medical school. I'm pre-vag this I do semester. have a fucking, you know, I am a doctor, but I reject it. Nice. Because they were against some of my experiments. Like what? what were you Changing the arms and the legs. What? That was my fucking idea. And I honestly think the world would have been better. So you wanted to put our legs where our shoulders are mm -hmm. and our arms. That would just create a freak person. Not if everyone did it, and, and which was my dream. Uh, I don't know if yeah, I don't know if that'd work. It's like kind of like crab people almost. Crabs are great. They're they, fucking delicious. They do taste good. Yeah. For the seafood, and humans don't. Uh, Jim wants to help us out. He thinks he can explain this in a way that Fez can't. Go ahead. Uh, hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Gay people like the same sex. They don't okay. like the opposite sex. So uh, I don't care how beautiful a woman is, a gay guy doesn't want to have sex with us. Right, but I'm talking about a really gorgeous... Like, even Fez admitted that that women are more beautiful than men. And I think you would agree I, with that. 
No, I don't. I disagree with that. Women are beautiful. There's no doubt right. about it. I'm not attracted to them sexually. All right, but, but what you know, if there I, was I just... Say, I can say a flower is beautiful, too. A woman is beautiful. I don't want to have sex with her. I don't care how beautiful All right, so go back to, to it. Wouldn't... I don't want to slap her ass. Right, you you don't want to uh, bang a flower, but you would lay in a beautiful bed of daisies, like in a fucking dream. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Jim. That's what this ass is. I don't know whether you've seen it yet before you're judging. Uh, I've seen beautiful women. I don't want to have sex with them. I don't. I didn't say. I just said put your face down next to her ass and just relax there, like like you were waking from a nap in heaven. No, it's warm. No, that's your heaven. That's not my heaven. Oh, like I think that I could uh, uh, admit that some men are um, very, very attractive. The Johnny Depp's of the world. Who? Johnny Depp. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jim, I'm sorry. Does, does Chris come off, come off sounding a little gay there? Uh, Johnny Depp, is, he's horrid. He's not good looking. See, not there you oh go. God. You got taste for shit in the gay world. <laughs> you Seriously. I, I, I feel like bad. But I'm talking about like some guys we know are attractive, like a George Animal Steel. So, you know, somebody that everybody could just look at and say, there's a really attractive person. That's how I feel about this woman's ass. And, Jim, I think go over to the iBank first. It's on the wire. And look at it for me. And I'm going to have Fez do the same thing. And then maybe you guys can get together and uh, uh, agree on this, that there's... Some beauty that just surpasses whether a person's gay or not. And I hope that's not insulting the way I'm saying that. I hope that's coming across with complete respect. No, I think it's, I think it's not anti-gay. I think it's pro-beauty. Thank you. Like, you could put your, your, just your face down there and just rest it. Now, if you were to do that on a man's ass, you'd probably throw up in his ass crack. Uh, you'd probably just start puking. You wouldn't be able to stop yourself. No, I wouldn't mind doing that. Puking no, in no, an no, ass crack? No, laying my head down on a man's ass. That would be great. <sighs> oh, no. Uh, Mike, you're on running fist. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, you know, the, the pre badge area, that's, that's called the Mons Venus. You know, Venus Mound? I understand, but I used to go to a club called the Mons Venus, and I don't want to fucking compare anything to that. <laughs> the fucking floor of that place looks like what Chris Stanley left behind. Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking hard. Uh, your last chance is to get in first responders uh, for at Martha Plimpton. Uh, by the way, you know she's like a distance cousin to George Plimpton? Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run of show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Pepper, what happened to you? You go down to Mexico and eat some ice cubes, and then you come back and can't even point out good-looking gay guys? That That's helps. a really good fucking point, dude. My world's fucking spun on its hey. axis. You, you've puked out your ability to have fucking any kind of aesthetic. Mexico has fucking changed me forever. Well, you know what's changed, Fez, is these pictures that are up today. I'm glad. Sarah Jean Underwood. Yeah, I haven't changed to the point of where I want to touch Sarah Jean. And more. You want to touch her and more. Yeah. You would give up your gayness for that. 
No, right? I wouldn't. Hey, I'm not going to think any less of you if you say that, Fed. If you just say, I'd give up my gayness for that. I would say, I understand it. Yeah, but even if she was mine all mine, I wouldn't give up my gayness. What do you mean by that? Like, I'm the only one in the world who could have Sarah Jean Underwood. Over well, why does that again. have anything to do with it? Why be selfish? That's not the, that's not the point of, of adulation at office. This is why I worry about you getting into the gay world. Because the last thing that gays are... Are mine on mine, guys? No, it's fucking mm-hmm. just. It's use, all wide open. Just use it. Use and your me. jealousy factor scares me. Oh, it goes. It gets huge. You've been jealous of stuff lately? Uh, no, not lately. I've kind of, because I haven't had a crush lately. You haven't had a mine on mine? Yeah, because if I if I had someone that I was like into, what about that ass right there? No, I don't have a. I'm not crushing it on that. It has combo characters on it. I mean, it's perfect for you. Well, they're not tattooed on it. Uh, here's Melissa. You're on my face. I've had a mine on mine. What can it we was, do? Yeah, go ahead. What can we do for you, Melissa? I've had a mine on mine, and it was great. great. It was my first one. You're not making much sense today, honey. Well, you're not making much sense either. I'm just trying to talk about gay people. I just came out of the closet like two weeks ago. Right. That fucking closet must have been a dark, dank place. Cellar. It was. I'm so glad I'm out now. Yeah. What have you done since you've been out? What have you been dating? Fucking uh, Oxycontin? No. Dumbass girls. Dumbass girls? Yeah, dumbass girls. Where have you been meeting your girls at? Um, everywhere, the internet, everywhere. Uh-huh. Clubs. Mm-hmm, so you're just now starting to get into lesbian sex. Yeah. Yeah. And how many girls have you been with? Three. Yeah. And what do they say to you in the morning? You've been too drunk or stop screaming? No. They just say good morning, baby. Good morning, baby, they say. And when you untie them, do you let them go home, or do you fucking keep them there in your lair? Oh, I don't tie them up, baby. They tie me up. Right. I understand. You know, even when I was a kid, I thought, when I grow up one day, I hope to get to talk to a tequila bottle. And today, my dream has come true. Congratulations. Yeah, wait till the worm comes up to the top. The best part is sticking a tequila bottle... Sticking the neck of it in your pussy or your butthole. Why am I not even slightly shocked that she said this? <laughs> hey, this tequila tastes too much like pussy and butthole. <laughs> Melissa! What have you done? Melissa, when's your next DUI? Do you know? Uh, have you planned it? Or what are you going to be up to? Well? Yeah. That. Right. I'm just really, <laughs> I'm just really curious. Where, where are you calling from in the country? What state? Missouri. Missouri. Oh, uh, the blow me state. Yeah, the blow me. And let me tell you, it blows. Yeah. It blows good. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, Melissa. That sounds great. Yeah. 
A uh, baby's crying. You just hear a baby crying. That would be actually the saddest thing ever, wouldn't it? <laughs> just some hungry child. Melissa. I got to go because I have a girl over here now, and she really wants to get on top of me. Right. All right. All right. Off you go. Bye. Uh, by the way, the next show is in 45 minutes. They'll both fucking rock in SeaWorld. Holy shit. Fucked up. That's the gay nation for you, Fez. That's the representative. Yeah. That's the gay nation. Nation. Go look a little Sarah Jean. Wouldn't you rather have that? Yeah, see? What's wrong with that, Fez? Then Tequila Melissa? Yes. Then for you to pick you a fucking beautiful woman means you're straight. Bez is straight. Oh, no, Bez is straight. Bez is straight. I was just making a comparison. How many guys you been with? I haven't been with any. How many women? None. Okay. So it's a wash. You're a tie right now. Come on. Daddy hunt. What happened to daddy hunt? I get emails from them now. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me see what the last one was. Oh, they send me singles in our, air, in our area. <laughs> Why don't you do this? And I want to make this part of the new gay exploration. Would you be open to try something? Yes, I would. I think you need to date a girl just to make 100% sure because you've never tried it. No, I haven't. I mean, if you, if you want me to, I, I, what do you mean by date a girl? Because uh, I, I certainly down don't want to sleep with her. Yeah. Go, no, you're going to stay awake the whole time. But you're going down on her and you're rocking her from behind. Yeah. Shit up. yeah. Some brain. I thought you meant that maybe go bowling. Cowgirl, you're just fucking yeah. You look at that ass. What's that bowling? I, I thought you just meant uh, go bowling. Yeah, because I'm gonna send you on a, a fucking date in 1957 <laughs> in Iowa. <laughs> go to I got a fucking girl waiting to suck my pussy lips right now. Find him on the internet and back alleys. I go to the website, clit to clit. There's no fucking world that she gets laid in. Oh, maybe she's on eHarmony. I get, I get all kinds of women. All the women. Just fucking. She smells like fucking John Belushi's old puke rag that he oh. just fucking had next to him. Oh. Why is that fucking so bad? You're the one who pukes and shits all the yeah, time. Yeah, but it's, it's bad, though. It's not good. Honey, you almost done? I'm never going to be done. Some guacamole for you. No, maybe I can't eat it. Maybe some guacamole will settle your stomach. Can't keep it down. Uh, Brody, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, hey. Did I just hear Fez? Did I hear Fez choose uh, the straight girl? I want to congratulate him on going back into the closet. He did. He picked a straight girl over a gay girl, thus turning his back on the Rambo Nation. Welcome back, Fezzy. Welcome back. I am not back in the closet. I am openly gay. I heard a, a gay person uh, during an interview going, why would anyone choose this lifestyle? And I'm like, why are you so fucking hard on yourself? Why were you acting like it's a, like it's a handicap to be gay? Be fucking happy with your choices. Yeah, have some fun being gay. Look at fucking Hicks. He chooses to suck on ice until he throws up. 
I don't choose that. I just forget things sometimes. There were bugs in that ice. Huh. Stupid. Hicks, you've got a big story here today. Uh, about meds and the army. Yeah, this was uh, basically the LA Times did an article on med use in the fucking in the army, and this is the numbers: more than one hundred ten thousand active duty active duty army troops are taking prescribed. It's either antidepressants, narcotics, sedatives, antipsychotics, and anti-anxiety drugs. Um, now. If you're going into Afghanistan, um, and this is like your third or fourth tour, yeah, why wouldn't you be depressed? Yeah, what the fuck would you want to? I don't know what's wrong with me. I just, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like these last two tours, I'm tired all the time of worrying where I step and never seeing a tree and not ever seeing a chick that wasn't wrapped in an army blanket and fucking squealing out some kind of crazy coyote-loving uh, fucking sounds. I don't know why I'm depressed. Yeah, and then they profiled an army... Uh, no, no, excuse me, uh, an Air Force pilot who got basically was just whacked down and prescribed Dexedrine. To- Dexies? What fucking year is this? I was surprised when I saw that. And just because... Just so he could, you know, stay up because he was not right. no sleep. And... Then he had like a freak out, screaming shit like uh, Jack Bauer's out to get me or whatever, and then beat up the person driving him and then got another guy in the car. But he got off because they said he was just like basically incapacitated from the medication that was prescribed to him. Well, yeah, see, here's the thing. There's only so many fucking days that you can speed before you fucking... Have the freak out. Yeah, you get fucking weird, you know? I don't know what's lack of dreaming or whatever happened, just being overamped, but you will get fucking strange. Yeah. Boy, this military, they've been fucked six ways the fucking Sunday. Yeah. And then in the, uh, in the in the article, it goes on to say that they think it's because of the multiple tours of duty. <laughs> That's one of, yeah. the, it's one of the theories thrown out there. You know what, Americans, could, if America was ever honest for a second, that when troops leave, they would show up at the airport and they would just fucking be waving and have these signs that say, we don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> Goodbye. We don't give two sheds. Fuck off. You're on your own, motherfuckers. Thanks for keeping us safe. Fuck off. But you don't get shit back from us. It's fucking sad. It's scary. <laughs> It is fucked up. It's the fucking scariest shit ever. Hey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, my uh, cousin was in the... Uh, he's still in the Army. He's on a bunch of different medications and stuff like that. He's actually... Uh, he's, I think he's got 20% hearing loss and all this stuff. But they still still sending him out. And one of the things that I heard about, like uh, a lot of terrorists, like uh, especially in the Middle East, and I know the kamikazes in Japan, they were all drugged up. So that they actually go through with the missions. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, you want to keep those guys just whacked the fuck out. And you just went in the middle like, what was that? The fuck did I just hear? Was that inside my mind or outside my mind? Who's inside? Uh, Mike in Nevada, you're in manifest. Hey, you need to understand, bud, that these soldiers ain't going in asking for this medication. The military's handing this shit out as a blanket problem solver for anything and everything. 
And that's why the suicide rate in the military has skyrocketed, just like all this bullying suicide bullshit. No one wants to put it back on the pharmaceutical companies for fucking causing brain chemistry to fucking go off the walls. That's what it's all about. It ain't about bullying. It ain't about anything. It's about this fucking medication. And you're saying the guys that they just go down and they're, no matter what they're talking about, they get put on meds. Anything and everything, they get put on psychotropics. And it's fucking, fucking everything up. It really... It, the, the weird thing about changing your brain chemistry is who else are you but your brain chemistry? You know what exactly. I mean? Like the exactly. only thing that makes Chris Stanley, you know, like it doesn't matter if if he lost weight, gained weight, whatever, he's still fucking Chris Stanley. You change that brain chemistry and we're not fucking talking to the same dude. No. Some puking fucking oh. Mexican wannabe. I wouldn't say I'm a Mexican wannabe. Sure, I tried to enjoy the country. Um... Let's uh, go over here to Derek. Derek, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, guys. Uh, my last deployment, as we were getting off the plane, they handed us this bag of mystery pills. There's about eight of them. And we're all kind of uh, skeptical about it. And then, sure, shit, the next day we get a recall formation after we're with our families to find out. Uh, I guess I'm going to be kind of private about it for respect to the dude. He took all the pills, got drunk, and he ended up in Salt Lake City in his combat gear in a firefight with the cops and ended up taking two of them out and they ended up shooting him in the face. And he was like the most normal guy you've ever met. And I, I do not blame anything but the pills that they gave him for this. Now, no, you, you guys didn't talk to any doctor? They just handed you a bunch of pills? No, I, our deployment was, was we had a pretty rough time. We lost about 45 guys out of 150. Mm -hmm. So as we got off the plane, they're like, hey, uh, take these, take these. And it was, a, it was a medic that gave it to us, but it was a private. So we, like, we asked him, he's like, I don't know, just take them. I mean, that's kind of the Army way now. I mean, it's kind of not talked about, but I, it's way more dangerous, I thought, than the deployment. And you, and you think the, uh, the big uh, problem was that for, for the guy that went back and got in this firefight, you think that the pills changed his personality? No, without a doubt. We, we sat next to each other on the plane. He, could, he couldn't express how excited he was. His wife was going to be there. His kids were going to be there. And next thing you know, we find out he went on a rampage the next day. I remember when the big story would just be, hey, they're giving pills to 9-year-olds and 10-year-olds. Ritalins and whatever yeah. for ADHD. I got a... Uh, a nephew that uh, they're constantly is saying that he has the attention span of someone his own age. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, what's fuck yeah, you wrong? That's a problem. They're like, you know, he's like trying to talk to his friends in class and he's looking around and I'm like, he's fucking around. Yeah, that's wasn't <laughs> isn't that what happens to little boys in school? Yes. You don't want to fucking be there. So you want to fucking screw around with your friends. Somebody who's not doing that, who's like doing their work. That's a girl. Now, if you're not lucky enough to get a daughter, you're going to have to put up with. A, a way that the son fucking acts. Can't just give him Adderall. You don't want your son to be a smart girl, do you? Um, let's go over here to uh, Randy St. Paul. You're on the Run Fez show. Hey guys. Nah, the use of drugs by our government goes even goes even farther back than that. Take a look at the Project MK Ultra back in the early '50s, and it continued well on to the 1960s. 
Yeah, all right. I'll look into it. Thanks. Uh, it's actually part of the LSD thing that one time the CIA just gave a handful of fucking acid to a bunch, to an entire French village. <laughs> and they it was under the experiment of, let's see how these fucking whole French villages when they're dripping balls. And the answer, of course, is nutty as fuck. Let's see what happens. The experiment. <laughs> it's got to feel so weird to get back from Afghanistan and then try to get back into the... Acclimate your shit. Yeah, stuff. man, just to get back here and... You know, see the dumb shit that everybody's talking about. And when, you know, you were fucking fighting for your life every hey, day. Hey, did you guys see we got a new soft uh, ice cream place? What? Do you hear about Chris Stanley? He was eating ice, and now he's throwing up and shitting. It's everywhere. Um, let's go over to uh, Doug, Los Angeles. Hi, Ron, Doug. Hey, uh... So you know, I was in the military, and as a veteran, you know, drugs are rampant in the military, handed out by the military. For instance, before I went to ranger school, about a month before, I was told to go see, you know, the ranger doc, which is the equivalent of like a PA in the civilian world, mm -hmm. to get my uh, ranger vitamins, which were steroids. And, uh, you know, you'd go and just make some back pain. You'd come up with some flexorils or some somas. I mean, it is everywhere. There's guys that are borderline retarded next to you and they drug him and point him down range just you know just to keep him even keeled enough to you know maybe keep the numbers up if recruiting numbers are lower or whatever but i mean it is everywhere in the military and you see these guys suffering when they get back to afghanistan it's not surprising at all all right thanks man so uh let's go over these numbers again this is up on the ib wire today yeah, 110,000 active duty army troops are taking either antidepressants, narcotics, sedatives, antipsychotics, or anti-anxiety drugs. And that's from straight from the army. It's the army's numbers they give out. U.S. Army Surgeon General gave that out. So it's not like... It's so not you know they got to be worse than that. Yeah. So yeah, this if is... If he's fucking saying it, they got to be <laughs> way worse. Um, let's go over here to um, Chris. Chris, you're on my face. Hey, Ron. Hey. I really miss the challenge of, uh, I got RPG, I got, I'm back three weeks now. I miss the challenge of uh, just trying to stay alive. So there's part of you that misses that feeling of just being on the edge all the time. Yeah, and I feel like like America's moving really slow. Oh, we are. Yeah. Uh, we but definitely are. But maybe you will... You know, slow, slowly start to fucking f that make that feel natural to you. Are you staying in the military? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm staying in. Yeah, so maybe then you don't want to feel too fucking slowed down. You want to, you know, yeah. you, you you'll be heading back over there. Yeah, 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 probably. But that's where you'd rather be if you had the choice to be in a place where you're there on the edge, fucking looking at death. You'd rather be there than in a kind of a dull American town. Yeah, I kind of want to perfect it. I want to get it down to where, you know, combat's boring to me. Right. And then move on. But what would you move on to? Just fucking holding on to jet planes? Probably just, like, working in a cubicle in the office and just living the rest of my life. Easy does it. So you kind of know that you, you're almost doing this to have some kind of uh, a breakthrough, a kind of human experience breakthrough, that if you're out there risking your life enough, you feel like you'll move into some kind of zen-like state. 
No, no, kind of just feels like like natural, you know, like yeah. uh, Darwin, right? Marvel of the fittest, and like seems like it's in your genes to go to risk your life and to uh, to get the ultimate reward. Well, you know, adrenaline is kind of like a drug itself. There are people that they call adrenaline junkies, and they don't totally feel alive unless their life is at risk. You might be one of those dudes. It could be, but I don't really want to go back ever again. Yeah. But I, I kind of feel like I left things unfinished, and I do miss that challenge. Just uh, you left things unfinished on a personal goals level. Well... Payback, you know, you've seen a lot of guys get hurt. Right. All right, so what you want to do is get over there and take a couple guys out. Yeah, I kind of feel like, and these guys just hate us because we're American. I just want to want to give them hate back. All right, Chris, you take care of yourself, all right, buddy? All right, dude. Take care. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's uh, Rondo. Rondo, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. I'm uh, I'm Megan fucking reservist got picked up to go uh, here in about two weeks <laughs> over to Afghanistan before Dick's right now. Just uh, getting taken out of my mind, figuring out how to handle it. <laughs> uh, you've never been over before? No, I'm uh, 24. Mm -hmm. Been in reserves uh, years now, and uh, we finally got the got the call. So I'm just figuring out what to do, going from listening to you guys every day to fucking middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's an uh, incredible adjustment, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm shitting my pants every day. We're just kind of in limbo here. A lot of white space, and all you got is time to think, figure out, you know, just getting ready. So I just hopped on the hopped on the show, heard you were talking about Afghanistan, figured I'd just let you know what's up. All right, dude. Will you stay in touch with us, all right? All right, brother. Drop us an email or something. Yeah, I'll try to do my best. All right, take care. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we got talking about how many of the military guys are on drugs. Over on the IB wire, Steve just says this. It's just a smaller sample of society. Lazy, greedy doctors fucking give drugs to everybody. Not all of them, but most of them. Um, there is some truth to that, that... Uh, I was talking to my dad about this, about different older people that they know uh, in our family and outside of our family that will be like, just be given like drugs because they're older. And they're like, the doctor's like, fuck it. Yeah, and the doctor's just like, hey, there's no sense. You shouldn't be. But, you know, you seem like you're a little depressed because of your health or whatever. And they're just kind of numbing these people in their 80s. And my uh, dad and mom, they just like want no part of it. You know what I mean? They're just like, they're just like, dude, that's when it all starts to go wrong for you. <laughs> like, they really do see like, like, you know, they're looking down the barrel at doctors all the time. Like, that's when things start to slide when that's, you yeah, do that's that, you know? When you fuck, your brain goes, pretty much. And that's not even from natural causes. That's from the fucking pills you're taking that's supposed to be helping you that makes your fucking brain go. Um... Let's go over here to Trent. Trent, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I was uh, calling about the the guy that called in earlier. Like, you take on a sense of responsibility kind of for the family, um, you know, for the people that don't get to come back. Um, you, you do feel that you have to get that payback. You know, if if they died for something, right? you know, 
you got to you got to finish the job. That's that's what sticks around. And I, I'm 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 out now. I was in the Navy, but you you still, you know, looking around today, watching the news, it, it just kind of irks your soul that nobody over here in America stands up for anybody that that sticks their neck out for the cause. Well, we certainly don't stand up for the military. And I don't think it's all that Nova thing. I mean, you take World War II out of the picture, and we weren't all that rah-rah of a nation. And then you go back and read stuff, and they said even further on in the, in the war, like in like the four-year mark, they were having trouble raising money and keeping them around. People are like, you know, want enough of this shit. You know, Europe's just far away. They just don't, Americans just don't, um, believe in too much other than what's the next fun thing to do. Oh. And then, well, Vietnam was just fucked from the get-go. No one, I mean... Well, probably the not... The first couple the, years? Yeah, the first couple of years, you know, there was a lot of debate about it. But if you look back on it, after, like, 66, and maybe even around 66 is when people were going... Nah, this is bullshit. I was p particularly then, because they were drafting kids. Oh, yeah. That, and that really, you know, is one thing that Bush, they brought up to him early on, hey, are you going to reinstate the draft? And he's like, no, I'm not, no fucking way. <laughs> I'd rather do a half-ass job than have everybody fucking, all these parents turn on me. Because look at the way people are with their kids right now. They want them to get fucking picked first and this and that. For, oh, my God. You know, kickball. If they found out... What's your draft number? Yeah. <laughs> They'd be fucking losing it. Um, let's go over here to Josh. Josh, you're on Fez. Yeah, I've got just two quick points. The first, the first point you just touched on a little bit. We're not in a draft period, and I think that the you know term noble or honorable that, that someone enlists is being slightly overused. Uh, frankly, these people are receiving benefits that far outseed uh, some of the work that they're doing. Uh, in what way? Well, they're getting a paycheck, they're getting health care, they're getting uh, room and board for themselves, their families, dependents, they're getting educational benefits. Uh, they're getting a lot more than a lot of folks in the civilian world that are that are putting in 40 or more hours a week and, and um, you know, they're volunteering for it. You know, they're, they're actually enlisting uh, and accepting the work, and that's what it is, it's work. So you think of it, you were five years in the special ops, and you don't think of it any differently than you would uh, just a job? Uh, no, not, if, not, not unless you're in a, and if you're drafted, then certainly, yeah. Yeah. But if you're not drafted, you're making a conscious decision to enlist. You're, you're receiving the benefits that are given to you open-handed, and you're, you're carrying out the expectation. Now, Josh, uh, with somebody from your, with your training, I'm now understanding that there's a lot of jobs in the private world that are popping up. Um, are you getting contacted from people? Uh, well, Corporations? I, I, and I have, uh, I've gone through some advanced schooling, and I have a master's degree, and I'm, I'm doing things far different than I was in the military. Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, there are definitely opportunities available. And some of those pay quite well and are and are and are highly desirable. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's setting the seeds up front, uh, which reinforces my point that they are in fact, uh, you know, career people looking at it as though it's a it's a job and it's a 
means to uh, support themselves and their families. So you being a guy that was in the special ops, when you hear some of these military guys and they're belly aching about there wasn't this or that, you've just got no sympathy for them whatsoever. You're like, hey, you just did a job and now you need to put it behind you. No, I, I, I do sympathize, you know, for the people that, that where I don't sympathize is you've got people calling in saying, hey, listen, I want to go back and I want to get mine and I didn't get it the first time around. Right. Those guys are, are probably cooks, and they're and in a tent somewhere as safe as could be. They sleep well at night. They don't worry about it. And now, you know, oh, geez, let me go back for round two. The guys right. that are in it, they don't talk like that. Right. You uh, you just have no feeling that you even want to share any of these stories. This is the stuff that you saw that just private to you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's the way that's the way that's the way it stays. Yeah. And uh, you know when you get to the point where it's on the open table, you're either sociopath or or you're mentally ill. Uh, you know there there are reasons why things aren't had for open discussion and 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 daily you know routine. All right, I'm a little confused. You mean the only people that would serve are sociopaths or men, mentally ill? No, the only people that would come back and oh, okay, uh, what they've done, seen, and experienced, right, as as part of their daily life with people that haven't seen and experienced with it, right, are sociopaths. All right, I got you. Uh, hold on, Paul wants to uh, respond to you. He's a vet. Go ahead, Paul. You're on with Josh, special ops guy. Josh is a sociopath that needs to get to the VA real quick because uh, he's a douche. <laughs> what did he say that you agreed with? That I agreed with? Disagreed I, I was, with. I was in Desert Storm. I got a meritorious combat promotion in Desert Storm. And, and I just thought, you know, I, I, I am all for giving these people everything they need. That's all. And he's a douche. And he sucks. I, I, I never said that they don't deserve or need anything. I'm for, I'm for taking care yeah, of them you as did. well. You said you were, you were making them out to be like welfare people. These, you, Not inaccurate. You're, you're the one that needs to get some help, brother. Okay. There's, there might be merit to that, but let me explain this. All right. Here's my point. My point is that these folks are making conscious decisions to accept this as a job. So did I. So did you. Exactly. And <laughs> you're, you're validating my point without realizing it. I'm not That's validating exactly anything. Point. But at the same time, you know how it goes down. You've been there, right? Yes. So give them some stuff. That's all. I'm, I'm happy All they want is a little stuff. I'm happy they to. Suck. Because, the life because sucks. Their, their job is the entitled to that compensation. All right. You're a douche. Goodbye, Ron. I love you, buddy. Let's see. <laughs> so you felt like that he thought you were on opposite sides, but you guys aren't that far apart, Josh. No, we're really not. He actually, he actually is helping to validate my point. And my point is specifically this. It is, it is a job. They are entitled to all of the benefits because they did do that job, which the, they, they, they consciously engaged themselves into the process to do that job, which is why they deserve the benefits, and which is why, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm happy and and, and proud uh, to say I've been part of it. But it doesn't mean I go through daily life, um, you know, talking with with civilian people about right. uh, you know wanting to hurt or, or kill anybody. Uh, all right, Josh, I appreciate your your call, buddy. I really do. Thanks, pal. Take, Take care. care. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's always interesting to me, even people returning from that uh, stuff uh, have all different experiences. And as a country, we always like, what should we do 
for these guys as if they all want a parade or as if they all want this or that, you know. But it's really, I think most of the guys just want to be able to return to um, the life that they had before. And that gets more and more difficult the longer this thing goes on. Chris, you're on the Run and Fest show. Yeah, hey, Ron. Um, I This whole issue of, um, you know, are we paying these guys too much or anything like that, I think there's another way to look at it in terms of um, what is required to keep our enlistment numbers up. So, um, you know, if we got to pay these guys X amount of dollars to, uh, you know, get this many guys to enlist, you know, that's what, that's what we're going to do. I mean, there's a, there's a flip side to this that, you know, we're trying to, you know, our government is trying to keep our military filled up and they use a a carrot on a stick to do that. And Mm. I, I think there's an aspect of that, um, in this uh, in this conversation. All right, I appreciate it. Here's Matt. Matt, you're on the Run Fed Show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I'm a combat vet Marine, and um, I was in uh, active duty. I got out in 06 and reserve duty in 09, and I was in uh, Iraq during the main surge of Operation Iraqi Freedom. And uh, when I came home from active duty, I was, uh, I was fucked up, and uh, uh, I was noticeably fucked up. And my father got me in touch with a Vietnam vet Marine, and he said, dude, you got to talk about it no matter how much it sucks or you're going to end up a, a bitter old man or a drug addict. And uh, I slowly started talking about it, and I ended up writing about it, and I ended up writing a, a manuscript, um, which got picked up by an agent, and now uh, they're shopping at the publisher. So I'm hoping that through my pain... Uh, and my story, America can get an understanding of what their veterans are trying to swallow with when they come back into uh, society. And uh, it's not easy to talk about. I have friends that don't talk about it at all, just like the gentleman who called in earlier. And I have friends that they, that, uh, that talk about it only with uh, with us. But uh, that being said, man, I, I always appreciate what you do uh, in, in getting the veterans' opinion out. I, I just honestly feel, and I don't think it's anything new, but I just think we as a country just have bullshit the fucking veterans from the day one. We bullshit them when they're kids going in, and we bullshit them on the way out. And it's really something that America feels like they need because they're such a paranoid nation and they want to fucking take care of this or that. But they're never... The weird thing about it to me is we are willing to spend just about anything on hardware. But when it comes to people... We've always fucking let them down. And I bet you can go back to the Revolutionary War. I bet the guys coming back from fucking the Roman Empire were saying, can you believe these douchebags got so fucking rich while we were away? And now we're fucking treated like this? Oh, yeah, well, fixing a human's a lot harder than building a machine or whatever, because these guys, they're like individually... It's really true, and, and it's also very unpleasant. It's unpleasant for us to see where our actions and i'm talking about the people who stayed behind and just say like let's turn those fuckers into glass over there or i want to fucking do this or that but it's unpleasant for us to fucking stick with that uh that 2002 fucking attitude that we have we want it to go away we want all this shit to go away chris you're on the run of fed show hey ronnie uh I'm a university instructor, and, um, you know, we have veterans coming in, and God bless them. Um, You know, they're they're taking courses, 
yeah. one at a time. But the thing is, is that this has created a hell of an industry, education-wise, because you know a lot of the a lot of curriculum is online and done via long distance on computer. Uh-huh. So this is, has changed uh, curriculum uh, to, to to cater to veterans, to cater to the benefits like you wouldn't believe, Ronnie. I mean, myself as an instructor, uh, I, I do half my time on the computer. You know, and mm-hmm. that's watering down the education system. I mean, the benefits are there. Benefits are being used, and um, you know, the non-intended consequences. Our education system's taking a giant hit because because of this. Right. Uh, you know, there was uh, a thing that uh, uh, I was constantly trying to reevaluate what we're doing with the education system, and I don't remember any point in my life where anyone ever thought it was where it should be. And Lewis Black was just on TV the other night. Uh, I forget what, I guess the Piers uh, show. And he was basically saying, like, why are those buildings empty at night? Why aren't we just constantly... Just teaching people Yeah, nonstop. like, bringing in adult education, and why aren't we going in that direction? And when you really start to think about it, when you're in high school, you don't want to learn shit. But for some reason, when you start to hit, like, 30, you start to become a little more interested. And then every decade after that, you become more and more interested in the world. And for me, the the coolest thing in the world is watch the way, like, go to, like, a museum that's filled with fucking great stuff. And watch how the school kids run through that place. Oh, no. They don't give a shit what they're seeing. And now watch an old man walk to that same museum. He stops at everything, and it will take him months. And just get through the thing yeah, in the day. Before he will see everything in the museum, it will uh, take months for him to get through. Um, we got to take a break here. We haven't uh, done that. We'll be back in just a couple minutes, and we have a weather report oh. coming up specifically for the people of Texas, uh, Louisiana, I don't know the other one, maybe Alabama. You'll hear it all in the Weather Report with Frankie McDonald. Welcome to my show. My name is Frankie McDonald. This episode is Severe Tornado Warning for Texas on April 15th, 2012. Attention, citizens of Texas! Attention, citizens of Louisiana! Attention! Citizens of Alabama, attention! Citizens of Missouri, tornado warning for Texas. It's going to be a powerful tornado going to hit Texas on Sunday, April 15, 2012. People of Texas, you have to be prepared for a huge tornado. It's going to happen on April 15, 2012. Tornado will be so powerful in Texas. It may destroy lots of houses. It may destroy all kinds of telephone poles. It may destroy all kinds of trans farmers. People in Texas, be prepared. Have your medical kits ready. Have your flashlights and candles and everything ready. Have your extra supplies. Have your survival kits ready. Have your survival kits ready because the huge tornado is going to hit Texas on April 15th. There's supposed to be a, a lot of hail bigger than golf balls is going to hit Texas. Ton of hail, lightning, 
lot of power outage is going to be reported. A lot of downpours, a lot of flood will be going on in Texas on April 15th. People in Texas, be prepared for a huge tornado. Best of luck to you. People in Texas, be prepared for a huge tornado. Good luck. It's the Ron and Fez show, and you've heard the warning go out there. Frankie McDonald back. His weather report from his show is up on the iBang as part of the wire right now. Uh, it looks like some deadly weather heading our way. Thank God for this man to give us these warnings. Otherwise, best of luck to you. Panic in the streets, people dead, crying, stores being looted. But with this guy here, we can be prepared. Order my Chinese food. Get some candles. Otherwise, pandemonium. Mm -mm -mm. Fuck the weather channel. They can suck all our dicks. It is the uh, Ron and Fez show. Um, and when Chris Stanley tells the Weather Channel to suck all of our dicks. All He's not speaking for all of us oh. here at Sirius XM. He's merely speaking for himself and a small amount of Mexican. Hey, did you make friends down in Mexico? Uh, not really. I didn't fucking... I can't speak the language. But you didn't even make, like, tourist friends that you see at the same kind of grass bar with all the time? <laughs> Out on the beach? Oh well, yeah. There was people I would I would eventually start nodding to, right? Because right, we were there the same at like a, a decent right. amount of time. But no one I really interact. I didn't want to interact with any other fucking tourists. Maybe we should have dinner with them tonight. <laughs> Don't you, know you ever say that. This was their third trip down here, and they know a place to go out for shells. <laughs> that I wanted to go to the Shell Beach. Did you do any snorkeling? No, I can't swim. I don't trust that. I don't trust. You don't have to fucking swim when you snorkel. You just fucking. You got fucking flippers on, you're underwater, and you fucking, and you can breathe. I still don't trust it. As long it. as you don't, you don't go down too deep. <laughs> I don't trust it, though. I feel like I'm confused. That's fucking great. All right, let's go over I this. I know. This was a bad choice. <laughs> Your skin burns so easy. Yeah, yeah. And you don't swim, yeah. so you think Tropical Island let's is go the place to, the beach, to go. Baby. <laughs> Did I'm your chick swim? Idiot. Yeah, she was swimming. She's not good. Too. You're just watching her from the thing? Hey, baby. You won't even go in a pool? I'll go in the pool, but, you know, just, just so deep. The baby, the fucking baby end? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, my feet got to touch, otherwise I'm going to fucking drown. And I can't feed the fucking sun because there's blisters fucking start forming on my Look, skin. I got news for you. Yeah. A man that can't fucking swim is risking his own life. Because right now, you live on an island. You live on a fucking... This, Manhattan is an island. Yeah. And one day the creek's going to rise, brother, and I can't be fucking pulling you all the way up to the 120s. I mean, I should start taking some lessons. No, just start swimming. I didn't take any lessons. You just start swimming when you're a kid. See, I think uh, when I was a little kid, like I disappeared. Like we were at some fucking, we were in like some Jersey town or whatever at a hotel, and I disappeared. Like I was like, like three years old, and they found me drowning in the fucking pool. So I think after that, like I never ever really want to fucking go inside a pool again. You know what? You went underwater. You didn't fucking drown. People fucking they take one thing where they swallowed a little water and they turn it into the biggest thing in the world. That's my parents would tell me. Like, yeah, we of were so worried, Christopher. <laughs> we didn't know thank God for that stranger finding you. <laughs> yeah, that stranger was a better parent than you two. <laughs> yeah. The fuck? 
He was keeping a better eye on me. That stranger is the only blood fucking Chris has right now. (laughs) It is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You've got the Bizerman started his own website. Oh. And he's collecting money, much like he was running a PBS telethon. What? What? I guess for his uh, fucking uh, his lawyer or whatever legal. Skittles fee? is sponsoring it. Jesus. Um, they want to separate themselves from this. No, the Skittles is going through the roof because <laughs> people are doing his jokes. All right. Like everyone's saying now, like I'm going to offer some Skittles. Don't get shot. Like it's fucking funny. Don't get shot. Yeah. Keep that, that hoodie off of you. I think uh, the tide's going to turn on this guy. I think people. I think this website. I sh- I'm sure he's going to get a load of money. Well, that doesn't mean that the tide has turned for him. There's a lot of people who agree with him. Yeah, and you know yeah. this this website with its American flag. He's going to get turned into some sort of folk hero by the time this is done. He's. I don't know what you're waiting for. He was a folk hero pretty quickly on. By a certain percentage of the Americans. He's either the Antichrist or is a folk hero. I mean, you haven't been watching any Fox News then, I guess, huh? No, I haven't. Because he was kind of a folk hero early on with them. Yeah, they, they're pro Zimmerman, or at least they're sympathetic towards him. There's plenty of people out there who uh, think that, uh, obviously, mob justice is also fucking scary. Uh, Jay, you're on Run yeah, Ron, I was going to tell Pepper, man, I just, I know you drink like a fish, but I can't understand, I just can't fathom an adult that can't fucking swim. I was fucking goddamn water, fuck you! I mean, even Suck some fucking, dicks with the weather channel. Enough, don't talk to our listeners that way. He's fucking attacking me, I have to attack back! I mean, All he's saying is he doesn't understand retard. someone who would even say, you're a fucking retard. I didn't get out to the goddamn pool or the fucking ocean very often, all right? There weren't any goddamn vacations in the Stanley household. Look. Yes? Just get in the water, kick your feet, fucking swing your hands, and you're swimming. Fuck it. I'm never going to learn how to swim now. Good. I'm glad you fucking don't like that I don't swim. Fuck you. I hope you drown in front of me because I can't go in there and fucking help you. Can I tell you the fucking best way to swim? What's that? You dive in deep and you have a brick in each pocket. <laughs> it doesn't sound the fuck like a good idea. I could fucking, seriously, yeah. I could fucking dig you out right now in the East River. Okay. And I'll just, just keep kicking. Kick. Show me how you kick. Kick your feet. All right. Kick. Yeah, there you go. In the air. You're kicking your feet. Yeah. Now keep swimming. All right. Keep swimming. I don't think this is working. Kick. Kick. Kicking. Kick. God damn it, Kick. King. Why didn't you listen to my fucking parents and you had to swim the ropes by Labor Day? <laughs> this summer you're swimming the ropes. <laughs> you had to be able to swim this fucking thing that they made a big deal out of. Yeah, Your grandfather swam the Turkey Point. Are you going to swim the Turkey Point? The fuck? Not a goddamn Cuban Just refugee. Just fucking swim. What's the big deal? Can't swim. All right. You can't. I'm never going to learn now on purpose because of that guy. Here's the problem, Chris, and you're not punishing. You know what? You're trying to give him a poison pill by eating it yourself. Whatever. Now, Mutual what you got to do is just get out over your fucking head. It's scary, though. Hold on. If you don't swim, how do you dive? I don't dive. I, I, I'll die. I, I fucking won't fucking be able to fucking breathe. Um, Chris, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey. Hey, Chris. Yes, Chris. Don't believe him on the whole uh, snorkeling thing. When I was a kid, my mom gave me fins and a snorkel and a mask. She said, these will really help you swim. 
So I jumped in the pool and almost drowned. Oh, I thought that the snorkel and everything would do the work. She's running around the pool looking for me. I'm under the water. The lifeguards the, had to pull me out. All right, let's get this into our fucking head, okay? <laughs> Everybody has swallowed water. Stop saying you almost drowned. You didn't almost drown. You just swallowed some water. It's a panicky feeling. I Big fucking time. deal. Thank God for that stranger finding me, or else I wouldn't be here. Every time you fart now, you're going to say you almost had a heart attack? <laughs> You this gotta, is Terry's back. <laughs> you got to stop it. And here's another thing. Yeah. Chris is trying to deal with something that embarrasses him. He doesn't swim. No. Like, you know how, like, babies can swim? Well, Chris what can. baby can swim? Plenty of fucking babies. Put in baby swimming. Okay. On fucking YouTube right now. All right. Well, They're like the Nirvana baby. that You fucking oh, chase yeah. money. They don't know how not to swim. There's babies born underwater. Well, wait, what do you mean by that? It's like a baby will just naturally start moving its arms and legs, blowing bubbles. It's like it was born swimming. So you're saying a baby can't drown? Well, I guess it could. Well, that doesn't look like you want to fucking... This doesn't look what like the, the fuck? good fucking... goddamn fucking baby... Oh, yeah. that's just floating baby. Uh, shitty YouTube. Here is uh, Andy. Andy, you're on the Fez. What? If you, if you almost drown as a child, isn't swim lessons the first thing that your parents would get you? They were bad happened? parents! Look, let, let's no get... No shit! You know what? The only swim lessons you need is the butterfly. <laughs> All you gotta do as an adult is get in the water and start flopping around until you... Swim underwater first. You know how to swim underwater, right? No, I don't... You don't know how to hold your breath? Oh, yeah, I don't know how to hold my breath. That's not swimming. That's just, you know, hanging out underwater. All right, so then you push, you start to fucking move right. your fucking hands and legs. Like, you've seen a fucking TV show with people swimming. Oh, yeah, I've seen the Baywatch. When you're going underwater... Yeah. Swim it down in the fucking... You don't swim around down in the shallow section, at least? No, I... What are I, you I, fucking doing I on your vacation? I worry. I lounge. I lounge by the bar. <laughs> You're just going to get water and be concerned. Yeah, right, these little kids are swimming pretty well. Yeah. A fucking baby can swim. It's embarrassing. Look, that baby can do what you can't. Well, good for that fucking baby. Well, I'm never going to learn. And it knows to head to the surface. You know that. Oh! I know it had to fucking go to where oh! the air is, Fez. The virgin's telling you that you're not fucking, that <laughs> you're letting fear take over. Um, let's go over here to, uh, Bill. Bill, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie, my dad took me yeah. into, the, into the dock and just chucked me off the end and stood there and laughed until I realized... My dad took me to cop. To <laughs> All right, look. That ain't a lie. Can we, yeah, can we... Stop this. My childhood was so rough shit. Well, I'm just saying that I, I didn't learn how to fucking swim. That's why I didn't, I didn't have any activities. All right. And now you have the time. There, this year, I want you to join the Astoria pool and go over there. You mean the piss pit? Yes. Get in the piss pit and enjoy yourself. Um, and stop making a big fucking deal about it. Um... Not making a big deal. People are making fun of me. Jason, you're on running fast. They're making the big deal. Hey. Hello? Go ahead, man. What? My, my folks had this uh, hippie tape, this cassette tape growing up, and it went, This summer I went swimming, this summer I might have drowned, but I held my breath and I kicked my feet and I moved my arms around. And it went on like that, so that's all I got. Like, 
That's stupid. Todd, you're on running Fez. That fucking hey, uh, is Hicks scared of the water because that blind girl used to ride him up the tower and make him jump into a little crate of water? Oh! <laughs> oh! Very funny. You don't even know what it is about. Not at all. He's saying that you're the fucking horse down Atlantic City. Oh, you're yeah. the fucking diving horse of oh, Atlantic oh, City. Yeah, yeah, Which just goes to show you, a fucking animal can swim and you can't. Here's another one. I hate animals. As dumb as a fish is, yeah. they fucking swimming all over and you can't. They were made to fucking swim. They can breathe. So will you on, do. I can, no, we're obviously from the fucking not. Water. We're from the water. One time in your life when you were three, you swallowed some fucking water. Yeah. Look, I had a fucking friend. This guy used to fucking work out people for a living. And he was like, oh, I won't go near the water. Like, if you would try to take him near a pool... Like within twenty feet, yeah. he'd start swinging at you and scratching and fucking going crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, "What? What's your fucking pussiness about?" Yeah. And he goes, "Well," and it takes him like he's telling it like it's the most serious shit ever. He goes, "When I was like eight, <clears throat> I was in the pool with my cousin, right. and he pushed my head under the water. Oh my God. And he fucking tri for some reason this is bigger than it should be. <laughs> now." Because of my upbringing, huh. I know what it's like to have your older brother leave you headlocked under the water. <laughs> I've actually screamed underwater before. Screamed in terror. No one can, no, in water, no one can hear you scream. Yeah, you can. You can hear people scream. You just don't know that because you don't swim. Oh. Fucking. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Retards don't swim. Okay. But I'm and not yet I've seen them swimming. I'm not retarded. Is your girlfriend, what was she doing? Swimming. Having a good time. She's swimming. She's looking up at you. She doesn't even like, come on in, Chris. Well, I'm not going to go into the deep parts because then I can't breathe and I will By die. By deep part, well, how deep are we talking? Like, you know, fucking six and a half feet or whatever. Where the fuck is above my head? The only people who caught the deep parts are children. <laughs> well, whatever. No one will ever, no adult's going to say I went into the deep part of the ocean. <sighs> All the ocean's deep. Shane, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie B, uh, I was going to ask Pepper if he uh, got his hair put in cornrows like Kenny fucking Powers did in Mexico. <laughs> I should have. It's a good look. Except for Kenny goes swimming. Oh, yeah, he fucking rides that fucking boogie board. That fucking uh, finale, huh? Wow. That wasn't the finale. It wasn't? We got one more week. Oh, okay, good. All right. Uh, the finale of that fucking midget show, though, that Gervais did was really sad at the end. I didn't catch it. The fucking midget ended up just homeless and had to sleep in someone's bureau drawer. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrible. And fucking Gervais wouldn't lend him some money. Come on. Again, I, I just really think that he's mean to that little guy. <laughs> Jeremiah, you're on a fez. Yeah. Hey, hey, Pepper, man. Hey, we're brothers, man. We can't swim. That's it. My mom told me when I was a little kid. She said, don't go in that damn pool because you can't swim. Your grandfather couldn't swim. Your daddy couldn't swim. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, fine. Is, fine. is that what your family told you to do or what? No. We just, they just they never really gave me lessons in anything. And uh, I guess I had not, not much ambition it's as a child so or, or teenager, adult. Sad. <laughs> Nate, you're on the run of face show. Hey, Pecker Dicks. <laughs> hey man, don't feel bad. Most centaurs can't swim. You know, probably most centaurs centaurs can swim, but uh, also I'm not a centaur. Um, staying with that, I want to get into something. But first, I want to give out this uh, Martha Plimpton. What do we have for him, Chris? We have a signed copy of Goonies. Well, that's fucking huge. That's awesome. Signed by Martha Plimpton. Yep. All right, here we go. The winner. 
is Chris Straw, which is at Chris, Chris Straw Pelizia, at Chris Pelizia. Straw man. He said, Martha Stewart at the Arban, thanks so much for the interview. A fan for 25 years. We'll check out show. What a beautiful voice, too. He doesn't mention Ron or Ron and Fez or anything? Come on, get some big ups in there. Come oh, on. he mentions at the iBank. Come on, Straw Daddy. Uh, very nice. Very, very nice. Picked up a nice fucking signed DVD. Um... Yeah, that's fucking cool. Hell yeah. And she even said to, said to me, she goes, I don't normally sign these, but I'll do it for your audience because Shit. I love them more than I love my own family. What? Um, well, you were talking about the piece where people drew pictures of you, but a Japanese teacher came up with a new funny bit and just told her children to draw Henry Rollins. <laughs> And I don't know why Japanese schools are so much better than ours, but these Henry Rollins <laughs> by Japanese kids, it's up on the iBank today. It's the funniest shit ever. Now, what I can understand is, does, do they think that all Americans have fucked up feet or just Henry Rollins? Because they got, like, fucking claw feet for us. And, and, and this one's like, his bones are outside his body. I think they think that that's just tatted. I don't know. Oh, all right. Yeah, they're all tatted. Kids stink at fucking drawing, though. Each one of these is all tatted. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at this guy. It's like one, not even toes. It's fucking Every Yeah, they're like claws. I oh mean, every one of this is worse than your centaur picture that fucking made you cry. They make me cry. It just uh, made me angry. That's all. Or do you think they see all feet that way? Okay, this one doesn't even have, this, this, this guy doesn't even have hands or feet. He put the feet at the top. He couldn't finish it, so see what he did there? See, that's just bad fucking... And I don't think that Henry Rollins is that hairy chested. But it also makes it seem like Henry Rollins was in his boxers around little kids. <laughs> Why did this Japanese teacher pick Henry Rollins out of every fucking American? He wore at least like a black t-shirt sometimes. What the yeah. fuck? Sometimes he rocked it. In like uh, with no shirt on, but I never remember him having a hairy chest. I think he shaves it down. Probably. Kids over there love Black Flag, I guess. And Harry Rollins band. Oh yeah. I should have said the HRB. Fuck, excuse me. I'm sorry, Swimmy. Yeah, he's not that fucking. Look at that. The nice bare chest, Henry Rollins. I think I like it. How they see Americans. All right, Ken. I want everybody draw a picture. Henry Rollins. Look at that. That's fucking... Okay. Ah, Henry Rollins, son. Henry Rollins, son. Yeah, there, there's fucking no chest hair on this man. Before that, they only had to draw pictures of Godzilla, which is like their national animal over there. There are enough goddamn movies with that fucking giant lizard in it. You know what kid Godzilla can do? What's that? Swim. Do you do see him walking out of the Does ocean? Does Dave know that you can't swim? I don't think so. Because he grew up at the beach. Oh, look at him. Congratulations. He was born in a giant beach mansion. <laughs> look at that. Was that supposed to be Henry Rollins' skull? Or do they think Henry Rollins is a fucking chef? A burger chef? This is my favorite for Henry Rollins one with his giant fucking super brain, I guess. 
and his feet that could, or have mouths. I wish I was a teacher over there. I would just write F, F, F on all these kids. This one is just a giant fucking fist. And for fucking face, for chest hair on this one, they just scribble. Just like lines, like across something out over his fucking body. Let me tell you, if there was nothing, no such thing as adults, right? Yeah. Uh, if, let's say, the oldest people lived would be five years old. Museums would be filled with unfucking believable dog shit fucking pictures. Just shitty fucking paintings. I won't be able to couldn't be able to stand all the crayon. Crayon and fucking constant unicorn. Here's a unicorn. What's so fucking great about a goddamn horse with one fucking thing in its head? One horn. Ah, How does that make sense to you? You know why? Because it's like a dildo for them to ride. All right. Like a really sharp dildo to fuck themselves. Hey, the little gay kids like unicorns, Fez? Yeah, I think a unicorn becomes like a symbol. Were you like a little gay unicorn lover? I liked unicorns when I was a kid. Did you know you were gay? No. No, I thought I just liked unicorns. Maybe you still do, though. Maybe you're not gay. Maybe you just like unicorns. That's a good fucking point. What did you look at, fish, and say, I'll never fucking get close to these? No, I just like the band fish. Baby, you're a bad fish, too. Maybe you should listen to that fucking song when you go swimming. <laughs> Give me some inspiration. Calm my nerves a little bit. Here's, some, here's a unicorn pissing rainbows. That's stupid. <laughs> That's like... <clears throat> Jeremy, you're on Pepper? Yes. Did you keep on your redundant hipster t-shirt in the swimming bar? <sighs> no, I don't have hipster t-shirts. Oh, okay. I thought you did. I've seen plenty of them. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The gun t-shirt is funny. That's a hipster t-shirt, really? You know, I wish your generation would stop being embarrassed of being hipsters. It's fucking better. It's better than the fucking idiots out there. Hmm. Um, let's go over to Bill. Bill, you're in Hey, Pepper. Yes. Hey, I had the same thing happen to me, man. I was down there in Cancun, and I stayed away from all the water, all the ice, everything. I played yeah. golf, and then I, I was in a cart, and yeah. I drove through the sprinklers, and it fucked my shit up. I was fucked up for two days, shedding, shit myself, puking. It was the worst. Well, I didn't shit myself, right? I was able to keep it under control. I heard a lot of people said it's happened to them in showers down there, too. I should have really paid more attention. You don't fucking listen. I was trying to fucking deal with you. Oh, that's nice. Bring it up a little bit. This is a fucking song for our own bad fish. Chris Stanley. How's it going, dude? Great. How are you? Not a man. Just hanging out with Chris Stanley. Trying to teach him how to swim. Where's Louie Dog? Where's Louie Dog? Are you a bad fish too? 
swimmer. Body dip me off of this reef, cause I can't swim. The new cartoon we're making. This is about a little fish named Pepper who never learned how to swim. Because he was a city fish. City fish just lay on the sidewalk. Let's just call Pixar right now. Pixar! Fran Medic, got a great idea for you. It's called Bad Fish, starring Chris Stanley. Ain't got no clothes with God. Ain't got no time to get old Lord knows I'm weak Won't somebody get me off of this reef Cause I don't swim Man, this is gonna be the best Pixar fucking film Chris Stanley, The Bad Fish, Who Drowned so I guess I, well, that died at the beginning or the I guess the beginning. And well, it's going to start with you floating. I'm going to have yeah. a fucking starfish come in, give you CPR, <laughs> <laughs> and then finally you're going to hate it so much that as soon as you learn how to swim, yeah. you swim straight into the nets, oh. and you end up in some discount fucking Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking sad. But we if, get the Red Lobster tie-in. If you were any kind of fish, you'd be a fucking cod. No wrong with that. Uh, here's David. You're on running fence. Hey, Ron. Uh, hell, just throw a bottle of Jack at the bottom of the pool. He'll learn to swim. Oh, shit, son. I like to drink, yeah. Burn. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> Did you say burn? No, that was uh, someone else. Who said that? That was fucking sure. great. Jonathan Swartz comes from out of nowhere with a burn. It wasn't a burn, though, because I like <laughs> Jack really Daniels. You're really pissed off because you can't fucking swim. Nope. Um, Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ron, Fez, Pepper Phelps. What can we do for you? I know why the kids drew the uh, Rollins so hairy. What is that? Because the teacher asked for a picture of Harry Rollins. Okay. That's fucking racism. We don't like that here. No. Yesterday, Fez tried to write up a bit about fucking Greek racism. Oh. Because he's only sensitive when it comes to gays and non-practicing gays. You know, I live amongst a lot of Greek people. They I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, a story in New York told a lot Under of Under the water? No, it's... Well, like both. kind of Greek fish? No, no. <laughs> Just Greek human beings. Two pints of booze. <laughs> you know, because of their fucking followers, sometimes I think I hate, hate Sublime, but I love them. 
<laughs> but I can't because the fucking tattooed guys are just playing them all the time. And I'm like, calm down. There's other fucking bands. Well, check out this Louie Dog tattoo. <laughs> I love fucking Louie Dog. Great dog. Maybe just the rest of the show should be a fucking salute to Louie Dog and his father's band, Sublime. Uh, John, you're on the Run Face show. Ron, the president, Pepperfish. Hey, it's Pepperfish. Do you have any Pepperfish? I don't even know what that is. This is what your mom would order when your dad was saying straight steak. Hey, listen, guys. I mean, I was five years old, and in fact, we had a house in Orlando, and I was thrown off one of those long high chairs, and I started swimming, and I just kept swimming. Good. Congratulations. Haven't stopped. <laughs> Good. Everything. All these stories make Pepper feel like shit. Great. No, no. See, I'm never going to learn now. I'll teach you. You're all going of them. to fucking learn. No, no, I refuse. What? I'll get a job at an oil rig. <laughs> and all of you can fucking blow me. <laughs> Why about an oil rig is fucking surrounded by water these days? Yeah, exactly. And, and what are you going to do? Dive? Uh, fall? No, I'm not going to dive. I'm, I'm the only guy on this fucking thing that can't fucking swim. Show everyone. Do you, That'll make you, you popular with the gang. You start crying when it rains? No, because not enough rain can accumulate to drown me. You want to bet? Not <laughs> New York. We have I believe fucking, I can do it. We have a great irrigation system. Uh, Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. Well, let me try you again. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, Pepper, when you're standing on the edge of the pool with them arm floaties on, do you feel like a jackass? Don't wear fucking arm floaties. Fuck off. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, Gary, you're in my face. So, I guess this means no diving centaur in Atlantic City? No, never. Bob, you're on the Run of Fez show. When you stand on the edge of the pool with them. Turn your radio down. Hello. Yeah, what can I do for you, buddy? Ron, hi. Uh, Ron, a film festival's coming to town. And on the first night, there's two films I think I want to see, but I want your advice. Ah, uh, good. One is, uh, it's a, a, doc, a new documentary on Ken Kesey's, uh, it was called The Farewell Tour. It was in uh, 1964, Mary Prankster Tour. Mm -hmm. I never heard of it. And the other one is called The Beats, an existential comedy. And I'm guessing that may be about Kerak and Ginsburg and all those guys. Um, you know, I saw the Keezy one, but it was called something different, but they're probably using the same kind of footage. And is the Beats even a documentary? Well, it says it's a, uh, it's a short. It's hmm. a short that's going to precede the Ken Kesey film. Oh, so you'll see them both? Yeah, yeah, I'll see them both. Yeah, go see them. I want to see them. I'll let you know what I think. Yeah, okay. All right, all right thanks, Rob. Talk to you later. There you go. Easy. Uh, both belong in the uh, the blue Centerlight pop. Have you seen that yet? Since you've been gone? It's up on the iBank? I was going through it. All right, let's put it up there now. Who's on the top? All right, there's the lanes. Nice. Paul Newman. Can't fucking beat that. Janis Joplin. That's fucking awesome. The John Ford? Yeah, the John Ford. Well, that's a Richard Avedon picture. Richard Avedon is going to fucking make it in there. Not only have his pictures in there, but he'll make it himself. I'm giving some shit away that I shouldn't. All right. That pack? I would even pick Dino over Frank. Holy shit. Dean Martin is one of the funniest fucking people, I think. Really. And most people don't even get it. All right, what else we got? 
My mom liked the English guy. I can't. Why can't I remember his name? Pierre Lawford. Yeah. Oh. Now the only reason why he was even in it uh, is because he could. Uh, he he was the connection to the Kennedys. Oh shit. He married a Kennedy sister. Oh, so he was fucking played a huge part in. Man, that's the only thing he was good for, though. <laughs> he was. He took to the stage like you took to swimming. Oh wow, Oof. that's not good. I just fucking feel like every time you get in an argument now, you're gonna lose because someone will just say, "At least I swim." Well, you know, I'd fuck off. That's not that important. I'm worried that you fucking lean on the cursing too much. I get upset. Uh, Bill, Boston. Hey, Pepper, I got a, uh, a nice wrap for a keg. You want to come up to my house, learn how to swim? I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll drink with you, but I don't know if I want to learn how to swim with a dude. Uh, Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Justin. Yes, yeah, sorry. Hey, uh, they're opening a Molly's Cupcakes in Iowa City. Yes, they are. Did you guys already talk about that? Nope. Okay, sorry, I just saw it, so I thought uh, I'd let you know. Now, do you live in Iowa City? I don't, but I used to. I actually came to visit you guys um, a couple of weeks ago from San Francisco, and you let me come up. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you used to live in Iowa City? Yeah. So are they going to go crazy for Molly's? I think so, yeah. There's nothing else like it there, so yeah. can't wait Can't wait till I uh, go back to visit the That's what the new people said. They said there's nothing the like it here. I'm yeah. like, no shit. <laughs> Uh-oh, where's the fourth going to be? Not saying. Not saying, but you know there's three. Let's just say Chris Stanley might have been doing a little scouting around on his vacation. My lips are mom. Or My lips are mom. We got some winners to announce from over the vacation. People playing along with Hangman on the IB wire and uh, on the Interrobang. Just rolls off the tongue. So, uh, just announcing some winners here. Uh, Dave uh, Boteri picked up the uh, Rich Voss signed uh, DVD, still empty inside. What well, was the sign with an X? Uh, the College Humor book signed by Streeter Seidel. That went to Mr. John Lamb. Congratulations. Uh, a copy of Super Rich signed by Russell Simmons. That was won by Stu from Motown. The Greg Martin picked up the Meredith Vieira signed Today Show mug. And John Holmes won. He's from Motown? That's, what it's, that's his uh, handle. Stu from Motown. Mm. So uh, John Holmes picked up the DVD of Thor signed by Kenneth Branagh. And the Jeff Bridges CD, Jeff Bridges, signed by Jeff Bridges, won by Dave Ho. And then in our bracket competition... Uh, the Mark Cuban ball, that went to Mark Cuban Missile Crisis for best entry name. Yeah. And our overall winner in the bracket competition, picking up the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ball, Ashwin92. Ashwin92. Congratulations for winning the Kareem ball. Baller. Live read out. Oh. Why do you do everything as a live read? How about just talking? I try, and then I end up talking in a live read. Were you more comfortable when Pepper wasn't around when he had drowned himself in his own puke and vomit? And really? shit and piss. A shit and piss fucking pool? Well, I'm a little uncomfortable now because I'm afraid I'm going to catch it, even though I haven't had any Mexican water. All so. right, they're already writing in. It's Stu from O-Town. 
not Stu from Motown. Did you get bad information? No, that was me. I wasn't sure where I I put an extra M in there. At the beginning, I imagine? From the M uh, in From and the M on uh, Are you doing a live O-Town. read? No, that I'm just telling. It just sounds live ready. Gotta get that live read out of your voice. You gotta get that Mexican bug out of your colon. It's leaving. Who's in here today? Shortly. I'm in. You wish he wasn't, though, Fez? You wish it was just me and you again, the two buddies, for all the trouble? Sure. Really? You don't like Chris? I love Chris. That sounds like a live read voice, like you don't even believe it. That's LR voice. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. I love Chris Stadley. Chris, I want to wish you Merry Christmas from everybody right here on the Rotted Face Show. Oh, thank you. Bop, 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 live read, copy, 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 and we're go. What's all that other stuff after you Bop, 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 copy, copy, copy. That's the Rotted Face Show. Check us out. Cop, cop, copy, talk, copy, talk. Hey, I'm loving the new copy we've got. Thank you. You're welcome. Let me run off a list of winners while you were gone, Chris Stanley. Oh. First of all, Stu from Motown oh. coming at you. Motown, huh? Hey, that's where the Temptations are from. <laughs> great hey, fact. Bob, Dad, do we have any milk left in the refrigerator? I'd like to go get myself a cold beverage. I'll get you some milk. Hey, that one's out of here. Hit log and gone. <laughs> Harry Carey's coming in there now. <laughs> Yeah, it is starting to become Harry Carey, because that's what everything becomes after a while. Now, this is Harry Carey doing a live read for you. Bubble, 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 drug, 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 copy, copy, blah, blah, blah. Back to the game. Finally. Uh, I get my dad all the fucking the TV package, because he lives in this weird place, in, like, in between Baltimore and... Philly, and they won't let him. He can't get the fucking Phillies games on his regular TV. But then they won't put the home Phillies up during the satellite package that I have him. So he's watching every game as an away game. So he never gets like the fucking local. Yeah, he's just like Jesus Christ. I hate these assholes. No matter who is it, (laughs) hate these fucking morons. He's got to start doing fantasy baseball. He would dominate. He's he hates. Watching 162 games He's a year. not a LARPer. He's a fucking man. I'm ser- I'm serious, he's a World War II veteran. He's going to sit down and pretend he's playing fantasy? He'd be fine. He, he would kill. Dad, I don't want to talk to you real quick about fantasy baseball. <laughs> We're doing something new here. What's that? It's called Fantasy Baseball of America. Oh, that sounds fun. Let's all try to do live read voices the rest of the show. What is your normal live read voice, Fizz? Uh, I guess it's, uh, thank you for playing Hangman on, uh, on the Interrobang while we were on vacation. I guess it's my like, voice just choppier. Mine's more like this, everybody. Check out what we have coming up next. Then sometimes I like to do it like those girls that... Um, are on classic rock stations, and they're like this. Hey, you're listening to the Weezer. It's six after twelve on a on a Saturday morning. We've got Fleetwood Mac coming your way. They're all kind of like juicy and raspy at the same time. I'm ready to get some rock on for you this afternoon. Yes. 
I love rock. We're going to play the police. Um, this fucking picture that's up on the iBang is uh, basically the same beach that Zito grew up at, where the uh, jets land exactly on the beach. Yeah. And these people tried to hold on to a fence while a jet was taking off. Yeah. Now, you might say that this is ridiculous, but I'm fucking dying to try this. <laughs> I just want to know what it's like to be standing on a jet when it's fucking taking off. It's got to be fucking hot. I mean, it's just fuel fucking shit just blasting. Crank it up. Grill. They're on chain link fence that's like, you know, fucking 20, 10, 20 feet away from this fucking plane. That's fucking exciting. I'd want to do it. There's a dude fucking blowing away. Here goes a chick. Smashes oh. her head on the wall. Dumb fuck. Face fucking first. Ugh. Well, when you wear a fucking football helmet while you're doing it. Safety first, lady. Look, we better run up. Oh, look at the girl with a nice ass running over there. She's got to help a friend. Why wouldn't they be focusing on that? She's all fucked up. And other people just sit and wave to the back of a plane. Did you notice that? No one can see you. We don't have a rear view fucking mirror in our plane. Bye. Bye, everybody. It's great having you But here. those planes will land right over that little beach, too. They'll what, be like 12 feet off the ground. Remember when he was telling, me, telling us about that fucking Zito? Yeah, Zito used to lay on his back and jack off while he saw it. Why does he get so turned on by a fuselage? It's the only thing that he can get him hard. <laughs> he loves stewardess porn. Scramble, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I don't know how many other teams have this, but uh, the Cubs, we have national coverage on WGN. So even yeah. when they're away, we always, like if they're on ESPN, you get the away home announcers. And uh, on WGN, we always have home announcers, whether we're away yeah. or... The other team is the Braves. I'm sure you've heard of them. Well, I know the Braves do. I'm yeah. sure the Yankees do, but is that it? couple of teams it's got to be so exciting for you scrambler to know that your team is lost every single time <laughs> is that is that team ever going to win a fucking series seriously i i don't know i'm going to my first game of the season tomorrow and i always just hope for a win i think you're going to get it where are your seats uh, we're, we're doing a rooftop right across the street oh so i know like, left field or right field we are going to be in right field. What do you pay for those rooftop seats? Uh, they're normally between eighty-five and one hundred and thirty, but uh, there was a Living Social. We got them for fifty-nine bucks. And then you could drink for free, right? Yeah, you get an hour before the game. They have like five beers on tap. You get an hour before the game, and then they have like pizza, burgers, and cookies and ice cream and all that you can eat until the end of the game so people used to just stand on the roofs and then they built bleachers and then finally the fucking cubs said to them you gotta give us some money i'm not fucking i'll put up a wall right now there, there's That's gotta be great. a couple thousand seats in, oh easily holy shit easily yeah so uh i have seen a, I have seen zambrano pitch a no hitter though that was pretty exciting uh, well, that you can't beat that. That's fucking. That is exciting. All right, my friend. All right, Ronnie. Peace. Um, Travis, show the Run and Fez show. 
Ronnie, terrible news on Saturday. We're driving with my family from Virginia up to uh, Philly, and we saw that Sarcone closes at 4 in downtown Philly. But 6 o'clock in Westchester, which you like to call Bestchester, stays open till 6. So we're all set, fantastic. My dad worries about everything. He's like, not going to make it. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Just as we turn the corner and see the sign, Out of Bread opened on Tuesday. So we yeah. have four or five hours to get there by 4.30 because we knew we wouldn't get downtown Philly by 4. Out of Bread. It was just the whole car devastated. Yeah, it happens there. It actually happens. It's not a lot you can do about it. Um, I'm sorry, it's a, a horrible thing to happen, but that's how many people love Sarcones. They just love it. It's more of a bakery than it is a deli, almost. Well, because you need the really good bread to make a great fucking sandwich. You do. You need, and they do have their own bakery that you can come and buy it. But that's what these people in New York don't understand—that <laughs> you need good Italian bread to make a good hoagie. Right, people are going, why don't you go to Lenny's in, in Conjahawkin? I've been to Lenny's before. I'm going to tell you right now. It's All a nice right. little sandwich. All right, nice. But the person said something peculiar to me. What's that? I said, hoagie. And they said, uh, now would you like that with oil or mayonnaise? I go, wait a minute. I understand that we're, you know, we're living in crazy times. Why would you say mayonnaise to me? What are we? Did we suddenly get retarded? Some people love their mayo. I mean, I'm, I don't want to fucking zap. Anyway, the point is this. If I had a hoagie shop, and in, a, in the correct world I would, yeah. if someone said mayo to me, I'd take a gun out, I'd shoot him in the chest. You'd probably get arrested if you were just murdered that person. Chris, you're a bad fish, too. Yeah, I am a bad fish. But I'm happy about it. Do you see the four-year-old genius that we got lined up here? This is a kid that is such a musical genius. Uh... That you cannot believe it. Finally. This kid plays, sings in different voices, and quite frankly has invented his own language. Shit. It's like a young Sly Stone. <laughs> this makes me want you to have a kid, Chris. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. You're not ready until you learn how to swim yourself. Daddy, I fell in the pool. Sorry, fucker, you're dead. It's too bad, dude. Told you, I didn't want you to take it here. This has got production skills, too. This is nuts. Yeah, kid can do everything. Like fucking Kanye. It's working at XMU now. <laughs> Actually, fucking Robert, give this the spins. We've just added this four-year-old kid. No one's heard of him yet. It's going to be huge. I don't know if Rob talks like that on the phone, but I think he does. Yeah. I've just added a kid. Massive spins. Phones are going crazy. <laughs> His whole family thinks he's fucking retarded and adorable. Oh, fuck. He goes right back into it. I love the kid. Yeah, he is intense. Oh, man, you got my abs hurting, dog. <laughs> you got my abs hurting. Little dog. All right. He looks like little Roberto Clemente. 
He shouldn't be out of airplanes then. Let me tell you, if I had a little caramel kid, I'd name him Roberto Clemente. And I fucking, if I saw him even do his homework, I'd slap that fucking pencil out of his hand. I hand him a bat. I go, look at get me, Roberto. There. You gonna get fucking three thousand for me? <laughs> You're backing up. Well, your dad must have stepped up on you a couple of times, huh? You still got the winces going on? I'm trying to think. He was pretty fucked up most Where's of the time. Where's my works? Oh, Jesus. Fezzy Lou's been quiet today. Having a fallback day? Uh, yeah. Yes. After the big promises after the show yesterday? Oh, we'll have a little talk after. We'll go over the promise talk. He just feels like, Chris, and I want you to take this the wrong way. Oh. That you... You more or less... Well, kind of, thing, or? Uh, Yeah, it's a good thing. Okay. But you kind of blow his buzz. He doesn't... That's, not, that's the bad thing, actually. He said that he felt like he was finally untied yesterday. Would you like Chris to get out and me to get out? Oh, no. No. I, I wouldn't appreciate that at all. What about Swartzy? You want him to hit the fucking road? We'll all do it. Want everybody gone? Swartzy no, goes? no. Everybody could stay. That's fine. We'll go down to the fucking hall and we'll listen to you on the radio. No, that's all right. I would rather everyone stayed. Grab a Coke or something. Swartzy, everybody. Do a live read. Do you like the live read something? What if you're just in a conversation with us, Fezzo? Do you want to be called Fez Diggity? Or <laughs> I like Fez, Fez Diggity. Diggity like is kind of nice. Well, what about Scram Diggity, though? That's his thing. I guess I could go with Fezzo, then, if the Diggity's already taken. Come on, stop it with the crazy duck. Well, I had this experience. I saw a new doctor while, I, uh, while on vacation. This was unnerving to me. He didn't wear a lab coat. And my doctors have always worn lab coats, and all of a sudden it just felt like, all right, this doesn't feel like a real doctor's office. This is really good. I'm going to put you in touch right now with my grandmother. She loves to talk about the doctor's office etiquette. She goes to a lot of appointments, too, and she thinks they stand too close to her feet. Really? Tell them to back off, then. <laughs> not right <laughs> so you like a doctor in a lab coat I like the medical coat I like the white coat uh, why don't you just tell him put your coat on I didn't even see one in the room where he had one well I'm sure he's got another fucking you know it's not the only room was he like, uh, maybe, like a baller maybe was like it there oh it was the, yeah it was really hot in the whole office well, what are you getting together with the other girls to play cards don't you guys still play it's Oh, that's what he's playing, Canasta? So. I prefer spades. Fucking racist. It's not racist. Just, it's I'll go game. fucking crazy if you game. start racist. Spades, what? I don't like racism. I don't fucking like it's not it. not racist. Play hard. I even say the M word now. I'll, I'll use the term M word instead of mulatto. I'll go that far. I go, that kid is an M. Wow, you've changed. And I'll even say, like, when I meet a nice mixed-race couple, I'll go like this. You two planning on a little M? Huh? Get a little M for yourself? Do they like that? Yeah, they're going to like, thanks for being sensitive to us. You're not like these other fucking racists around town. And they see how many cool black people I put up on the uh, BCP. 
good. Spread tolerance. My grandmother told me the other day that uh, her doctor wasn't wearing shoes. I said, first of all, you weren't at the hospital. Second of all, that's a dog, not a fucking doctor. Now, keep talking crazy. And I'll fucking bypass the old folks home and just fucking put you in the cemetery. Wow, you said that to her? I say that to all old people. I'm very cruel to them. Well, you know, sometimes they might even realize what's happening, so... And sometimes I'll wrap a fucking string around her finger and go like this. How long before I cut off circulation? I go, this thing will go from blue to black within a heartbeat. All right, that sounds like tor you're torturing all the people. Well, you're going to do all kinds of shit to win a war. What war are you fighting against old people? Attrition. It's a war of attrition. I don't know if they're really doing anything to deserve this. I don't know if you're doing anything to deserve anything. I don't want anything wrapped up. I don't want I'm the one who wanted you to come back. I'm not like Fez. He didn't get his doctor talking today. I feel bad. Yesterday, we got to talk about doctors a lot more. And then Chris comes back and it's all about his asshole and puke bucket. <laughs> oh. Andy, you're on the Running Fez show. Hey, Fezzy, I just wanted to let you know we don't wear white coats that much anymore because of the risk of infection. And the second reason why I don't wear one and a lot of my colleagues don't is because they've been devalued by other people choosing to wear them in office as well. And they wear the long coats, which only physicians should wear, so we don't wear them anymore. Are you talking about the pharmacy people? Well, not even the pharmacy people because they're doctors in their own field, but we have people that are like, you know, medical assistants who will go get a long white coat from the uh, clinic and their schools will make them wear it. And it's just so confusing who should be wearing and who shouldn't be wearing that we just don't even bother with it anymore. If you're a doctor, I always believe that you should be wearing a tuxedo. Uh, well, I wear one every day. It's interesting. It's, uh, it looks real good. I'm a sports medicine doctor. I wear it on the sidelines. It looks beautiful. Sports medicine, sure. Someone's knee hurts. That's not <laughs> well, a Here's a cortisone it. shot. Some boxes. Get back out there. <laughs> You'll want to go to this college. <laughs> You'll be eating oxys the whole time you're here. That's right. I know what everybody likes. You know, even at the Masters, they would have the guys, like, working the crowd. They were in green jackets at Augusta, where it's like that green jacket is supposed to be really special. The ushers shouldn't have the green jacket, too. You would do very well if you went to Catholic school, Fez. You like a formality that just doesn't exist in 2012. You would like people to only be allowed to wear certain clothes based on the caste system, where they were born, That's and where they belong. That's terrible. People can move up. I don't believe so. Really? I still like to see people wear gas station uniforms. Every job should have a uniform. <laughs> I'll wear a jumpsuit coming in here. You should just wear UPS fucking clothes and come in with shorts. <laughs> And nice. I'll have the fucking electronic fucking thing, too. <laughs> Here, try to fucking sign this, even though it'll look like shit. Yeah, like, it's like pixelated fucking shit. It ain't smooth. What the fuck? Let's see. That's for Levon Helm. That is me signing. Thank you. From a Mr. F. Head. <laughs> wonder what's in that package. <laughs> oh, it's a potty package. <laughs> That's wrapped in love. Wrapped in love. Seriously, if you were going to wear a fucking uniform, would it be scales? And just say bad fish on a little... Well, I guess it would be like a fucking deep sea diver type deal, since then I would be able to breathe. Do you doggy paddle? No. No. So a dog's a better fucking swimmer than you. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not going to contest that. Water bug. 
can fucking outswim you. Well, fucking goddamn water's in its name. Um, Doug, you're on running Fez. What's up, Mr. B? Uh, Fezzy, the guys down at the Masters, the ones that are wearing the green coat, you, you notice none of them are wearing blazers, but uh, anybody who's wearing a green coat is probably a member of the club. Uh, most of the people at the golf course down there uh, that are members, they work the tournament because it's a, obviously a very prestigious thing. Well, I'm sure of that, but they didn't win the Masters tournament. Well, if they were, they're not wearing a blazer and it's not being, you know, presented to them in front of, you know, um, 50 million people either. Well, the beauty of it is it's better not to look into it. I mean, you do have the Internet. But why look into it when you have a radio show to correct it for you? So now he knows. Now next year he'll lean over and say, uh, those people with the green coats, they belong to the club. I thought, it's confusing though. Don't be so fucking confused. It's hard sometimes. Why don't you just learn a little bit? Learn from your shitty fucking mistakes. Oh, so many. Like eating ice. The kids that are afraid of the fucking panda. Um... On the A bank today. Kids don't go either way on these things. Most of the time they freak out. Here's the problem with kids. If one of them starts crying, they all start fucking crying. Because they think there's panic in the streets. We gotta wise up a little bit. And I don't like the old man at the beginning. It weirds me out that he's in a room full of children. I think it's fine. He's just a guy who blows kids. Yes, it's bad. Well, there he is. Look, here's a panda. Hello, hello, panda. Just stay right here. Pussies. He's just for... Look at them run. First of all, why for even a second did you think that was a real panda? It didn't even look like a panda to me. I don't understand why the mailman's trying to give up the gimmick in the first place uh, to explain he's uh, not real, and why the panda just doesn't get out of there. He sees he's not welcome. Just turn around and go. Because you want the kids to learn and get over this so they're not like Chris Stanley with his pool thing. If you don't get over being a pussy when you're a little kid, you stay a pussy. I don't have a problem with the pool. I just can't go into the deep fucking park because I'll drown. Also, yeah, because the one time you went underwater, you had your mouth open, you're still fucking talking, or you're probably eating chips or something. You swallowed a little pool water, and now you can't get over it. I can't get over it. I just don't know how to fucking swim. And also, this mailman's wearing, like, Doc Martens. I think he's sure a he fucking hits. goddamn skinhead. <laughs> I would fucking tell these kids if I was the teacher, I'm embarrassed of all you little assholes. You fucking... Made me look like a dick in front of this old mailman and this purple panda. That's <laughs> fucking seriously about half the size of a real panda. <laughs> Stupid. Why turn around and start fucking blaming the adults for trying to bring a little entertainment to kids' ways? I'll tell you this, and this is why I really identify. When I was in sixth grade, I was picked to be like somebody that helps out when the fucking fire drill goes off. And my job was to go down to the fucking kindergarten and help the kids line up and get them to go out. So I'm like, this is fucking great. I'm finally seen as a as somebody who's an achiever. Things are going to start going my way from this point on. All right. First fucking day, fire drill goes off. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go down and help the kids. I go down there. They were running all over the fucking place. 
They fucking, I couldn't get them. They were crying. I fucking was trying to line them up. I fucking take them outside. It was not even close to a line. It was more like a scrum that got pushed out. <laughs> and uh, the fucking teacher starts screaming, where's Timmy at me, right? Now, first of all, I know it's not a real fire. I know it's just a fucking fire fucking alarm going off because it was even planned. Yeah, so I'm like, relax. This kid was in the shitter with his fucking pants down, fucking just crying. When I finally went back into what would have been a burning building <laughs> after his corpse, I was yanked off the fucking team. Oh, come on. It was fucking 100% considered my fucking fault. And that's why I hate when little kids panic. Because they cause somebody the one fucking thing they wanted to be in life. One fucking problem and they kick you off? Yeah. What's their f dicks? And then, like, I told my parents... Because my father, my grandfather was a fireman. He used to drive the back of the hook and ladder. So I was very proud to tell, like, hey, you know how I don't get to fucking get picked for stuff? Well, look, I'm like the fucking junior fire helper or something. Good. And then after that, all year, I had to keep telling them lies about how I helped out. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want them to tell them the truth that I got some children burned up. So I'm like, they're like, hey, you still doing any of those fire drills? I'm like... Uh, what have you heard? And they got nothing. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of them. And they're oh, fucking going great. And everybody safe. likes me. <laughs> and people are telling me that I should probably start thinking about being a fireman. So I'm really happy with myself. All right. But every time that fucking fire drill went off the rest of sixth grade, it just sounded like the sound of disappointment to me. Failure and disappointment. That's fucked up. And then I, I was so fucking pissed at those kids that I wished it would have been a real fire and I wish that kid did burn and all the other fucking kids died from smoke inhalation because they fucked up my 6th grade year it's a bit far to wish them all death which really is the that fucking year you need to fucking you know get on your way to a better fucking way of being and after 6th grade I had completely given up that's terrible those people should be fucking held accountable Nah, I hope they all died in fires because they sure don't know how to fucking act. What's so hard about lining up? Just stand in a line, and then when I go, let's go, then we all walk out comfortably. Yeah. Plus, I had to go down like four fucking floors to get there. So, face it, they were burned up before I got there. <laughs> There's no hope for them. Um, let's go over to Jake in Florida. You're in my face. Hey, Ron. Hey, Pooper Hicks. Those uh, kids scared of the pandemic may be pussies, but I guarantee you they can all swim. Mm. Maybe some of them can. And maybe some Chris, of them this cannot. might be my chance to fucking win back my family's respect if I save you drowning. Okay. Would you go out on a boat or you'd be too nervous? I'd go on a boat. I've gone on a boat before. A fucking boat sank, dude. That's true. I've been on boats like, to sink. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. That's fucked up. It happens. <sighs> That's not good. Tip that fucker over. Do you put on a life fucking preserver? I never had a life preserver on. Then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, if you I can't have... swim and you don't have that on? Yeah, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Roll them bones. You should just wear one to work every day. I don't Big think... fucking orange one. I think I'll be okay in here. Fucking water goes to 37 floors. We're all gone. Um, Jim, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, Ron, Fez, Pepper. I got a spider for it. Spy report, thank Christ. Oh, shit. Thank Christ for a spy report. What do you got? We got 
Santorum going to make an announcement. It looks like he's going to bow out of the race. Well, we'll have to see. And this is coming up in the next couple minutes. It's, it's CNN's going to go right live to it. They just showed an empty podium. They're waiting for his ass to get there. The empty podium is what's been running for president this whole fucking time. Well, the Republicans only got empty podiums. Nobody wants to go up against the, the Obama. I don't know. I think uh, the moderate Mitt Romney stands a real good chance. He's got a beautiful haircut and has got an old suit that he borrowed from Ronald Reagan. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ronald Reagan's old suit. And I want it to be your next president of the United States to be this this suit. Never take that suit off. So he's not dropping out. He's suspending the campaign, which means he's bringing his shitty delegates into. He's out of money because he can't raise any more money because it's like throwing fucking good money after bed. And uh, the other guy's in the same position. Romney's won this thing. Stop fucking acting like you have a chance. Didn't they announce that he's technically won it already, like a few days ago or something? Look, this moron's fucking giving a speech in Gettysburg. That doesn't help anybody. (laughs) Emergency meeting. Here in Gettysburg, where a lot of fucking Southerners died trying to fucking come into Pennsylvania. I said my campaign died. It's over. We did not win. But in the bigger battle, at least we can all swim. I can't, Mitt, or Rick, whatever. whatever. Name's Rick. Rick. Mitt's my dad. Call me Rick. Well, there wasn't even a lock that Santorum was even going to win his home state when that primary came around. True fact. And it's like they tried to stay in at least for that to get some sort of dignity out of it. Well, you I picked think, up that state. You think you don't have dignity if you don't become president? <laughs> All you people who didn't become president, you have no dignity. Uh. Look at this crazy. He's just surrounded by flags. He's got a giant flag behind him, American flag to the right, PA flag to the left. PA flag, they like to fucking push the fact it's a flag no child can draw. The Pennsylvania flag. Well, most state flags fucking are kind stupid. of low, right? Yeah, they do. We're, fucking fucking, we're a United State with one fucking flag. Let's just, just rock that one. So you're saying it's the United States of America? Well, we're United, we're un- the state's united into one. Right, then fucking. each fucking flag. So here's the thing that would be good. You take a flag, you cut it into fucking 50 pieces, and then each state has to use a part of that. Oh, shit. And then when they come together, they line it all up. Super flag. Yeah. But if I had it my way... I would go back to that don't tread on me fucking flag. With the snake? That, yeah, the snake that's cut up. Like, if I come together, I'm a fucking snake that'll kill you. I think the uh, tea partiers are really fucking heavy on this. Smart. The tea style. party just fucking fell apart, though, huh? It's over. They haven't done shit. It's over for them. There's no place for anyone but the fucking moderates. The money fucking spending, tax cutting moderates. Of both parties. There we go. Don't tread on me. I'll fuck you up, is what I should say. On Pump you full <laughs> of dirty snake venom. Fuck face. You shit something like that yesterday. <laughs> and nobody goes with the snake as like a national creature. You'll get birds on a flag, lions, but nobody goes with a venomous snake. Fact. Uh, Tim, you're on the Run Face Show. 
uh, Michael Phelps. We're all glad you made it back okay, but give the mic back to Fizz. My name's Fizz. not Michael Phelps. You're fucking stupid for saying that. <laughs> we tried to bring Fez in a couple days t times today. He even had the gay, not gay fucking segment, which he loves to do. It's just not a day you felt that chatty, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess not. It's the guessing. You gotta fucking pick a side. California. Look at this fucking idiot fucking brushing his own hair before he goes on TV. And you're on TV, you moron. Can his wife call him now and say, stop fucking shedding around your head on TV? Douche. You sack of shit. Fucking cummy asshole. All right, that's too far. Sorry. Uh, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, my favorite American flag, you're, I know you're going to like this, is the Bennington flag, the one with the 76 yeah. up there and the OG three, 13 stars. Very nice. Yeah, it is a nice one. It's from the Battle of Bennington. Um, I consider it my unofficial family uh, crest. As should. Yeah. Uh, I've had several over the years. I have one of the originals like that right there. Holy shit. But isn't that be a lot better than a normal American flag? I like that. It's pretty yeah. dope looking. And it's even better than the first. First of all, you you rock seventy six like you're not fucking playing games, like we're staying that way. Repping it. And also pushing the Sixers in Philly, and then you're not in a stupid circle of thirteen. You're rocking eleven and two above it, and you make it kind of a sad face for everybody. Like, I don't know. I'm sad in my country. You know. Or pissed off. Yeah. And then on there, they should put "Don't tread on me" or "I'll fucking bite you with these fangs." Throw a couple snakes in there. Like, make the numbers snakes. Brad, you're on the Run of Fez show. Fezzy, my gay friend, doesn't the flag of Mexico have a bird holding a snake on it? And don't forget Cobra. See ya! Uh, look, I think you, Fez, and Stalker Patty ought to start a think tank on this. Because, quite frankly, I'm not fucking interested in every country's fucking favorite animal. And why would there be a cobra in fucking Mexico? Don't have any cobras down there. There's Might be a rattler. It should just be a drug tunnel on the fucking flag. <laughs> just this is this is what we are what we do now. And then their their slogan is "We want out." <laughs> Help us, we want out. No one likes it here. <laughs> so hot. We've never seen snow. We're Mexico. Here's our very good friend Queen Elizabeth. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fezzy. Hey, hey Pepper. Uh, I took my daughter to the pediatrician um, a couple days ago, and he told me she's turning three, so he wants me to teach her how to swim for her own safety. And he says if a child doesn't know how to swim by the age of 10, they probably never will be able to learn. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I'm fucking, me and that doctor fucking know everything. Great. I would think with horse legs, you'd be able to swim really well. <laughs> I'm fucking human, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, I love you, Peppy. Great. Sounds like it. All yeah. right. Congratulations. Bye. I'm going to offer two things to you. Okay, what's uh, up? You can only pick one. All right, let's go. One, yeah. swimming lessons. All right. Two, one of those old German helmets with a spike that goes straight Give up. Give me the fucking helmets. See, that was a test. You just failed your first swimming test. <laughs> <laughs> that thing ain't going to keep you safe in the water. Well, can you save me from fucking shrapnel and concussions? <laughs> I think I'm more likely to fucking run in those situations than fucking fall into some water. Stash, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, uh, didn't Hicks know that the flag of Mexico actually has a picture of an ice cube with a cross through it? Ha, jackass, Hicks! Uh, I'm a jackass, I know, yeah. Let me just tell you something about our own Chris Stanley, a.k.a. Pepper Hicks. He went down there, not to vacation, but as part of the Peace Corps, and underneath that is a CIA agent eyeing out different governments. Mm-hmm. That's right. I probably shouldn't talk about this on the radio. This man's an American zero, and he needs to be treated like one. Hero. Huh? Hero. What did I say? Zero. Well, that sounds worse. <laughs> so it's like the opposite. It is. <laughs> I give you this award of zero. <laughs> Yo! All right, there's a picture of fucking him rolling uh, bowling balls. I guess he's out on a 1958 date. All right, we're going to break here. I don't give a shit about Santorum. If he quits, he'll be just as quit when we get back from this break. It's the Run and Fez show. I'd like to make a complaint, please. Don't care. Well, um, I am staying in the hotel. I don't care. It's not my shift. Well, you're an ambassador for the hotel. I don't care. I think you'll care care when I tell you what the complaint is. I think there's been a rape up there. It is the Ron Fez Show. Do it for Tuesday. Tuesday, blue, Booze Day. Hanging out with you, waiting for Rick Santorum to finally take the stage. Um, they, the early reports are he shit his pants backstage and is trying to clean up and find another pair. Just fucking accept it. Just be yeah. like, listen, I'm shit pants now. There's shit in my pants, and I will not be the next president of the United States. Fez, you said you got a big story for us, and you want to push Chris Stanley out of the way, take your rightful ro- uh, role back on the throne. What did you mean by that? Well, this is something you can find on the IB Wire. It's Don Lemon from CNN, and he's talking about something we brought up yesterday with the good question. Should you just use the should you use N-word or... Just use the actual word after that um, CNN reporter uh, used it. They put the N in CNN. Oh, my God. That's what CNN means? Yeah. They dropped the M-bomb on there the other day. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Was it a person of Caucasian? or? Yeah. But what she did was read uh, somebody's Facebook before he went out and started shooting people. So what... She tried to do is treat the uh, audience as adults. What? And all the adults were fine with it. And said, look, here's the information. Why I'm talking about a murder story, I hope you don't mind if I don't use the word pee-pee. Um, so basically, she tried to, you know, stop doing baby talk. Um, Fez is locked into this story. Jaws are locked in, and... Did I do the read for you properly? I get we all set up. You got something you want to play? Yeah, this is Don Lennon talking about this on CNN. Let's go to tape. Uh, 
But also, too, when someone calls me, like, um, you know, we talked about the, the racist tweets that I've been getting yeah. and people that I'm, get, I'm getting them now, right? I, yeah. yeah. I apologize. For oh, you see, that's the thing. Like, people are like, apology, apologizing why? Because you're, because what? You're. I sent them to you. Because you're too polite. Because you're, <laughs> you're too politically correct. You're too polite. This is racism free, so why not say it? Don't feel bad for me. That only motivates me to speak the truth, right? Because you can't, not everyone is going to agree with you. And when I said, when I said that word, I'm going to say it again, the N-word, I just wish, I, I hate saying the N-word. I think it takes the value out of that, what that word really means, especially when we were reporting it. And I don't care what color the reporter is. I think someone should say, that person calls someone nigger instead of saying the N-word, because I think it sanitizes it. Well, and I think, Don, that you confuse white people when you use the word the N-word. We're going, if yeah. you can use it, why no, can't no, we I use it? I don't mean in that context. So I'm not talking about on the street. I hate it in music. Listen, listen, hang on, hang on. I hate it in music. I hate it in those kinds of things. I hate when, when, when it's misogynistic and rap and all of that. But what I'm saying is, in the reporting of a story, you should say the word not to sanitize. See, I don't believe him. I'm not because Don Lemon is someone who just came well, out. First of all, why would he lie? Because I mean, I, as a black guy, I'm pretty sure he's not lying. I think he's saying it's embarrassing to hear other reporters using a word, using a first initial for a word that was put there. See, any more than if you would say, um, he said "f you" to me. So I don't have to say "ends in Paris" anymore. I could just say like the whole title yeah. of that song. Well, if you're quoting it. Oh, okay. See, he's a black man, but he's also a gay man who does a lot of anti-bullying work. And I'm sure he wouldn't want the the other F word out there. I'm sure he, he just explained himself that he doesn't want people calling each other it. He's saying if you're reporting on a story, stop acting like a little baby. Yeah, but I see. I think that's. I think he's trying to cover up for that other CNN reporter. I don't know why I would accuse him of this, but uh, here's what he was saying: If someone did a hate crime, and they wrote up there, uh, "I'm going to kill the faggot," right? Uh -huh. He would rather they say that than kill the f, because he feels like immature saying that. He's not calling anyone these names but if he's reporting on it he feels like reporters should report like adults and honestly rather than walking around these false outrages we know um in the case of let's say this guy even though you don't trust him for whatever reason but we know he's not a racist or anti-gay he's a reporter what's wrong with him just reporting the news the way it happened well i think because i think it doesn't help i think it, I don't see where it helps a story to actually say the word faggot in it. I think that you just, just promotes did, it more. You, you just did it there, though. You just actually used the word to make the point. Well, I and, I, and I think that you did it like an adult. I don't think that you did it in an immature way. I think you make your point better by the way that you just said it. But I think I, th I just think the word adds fuel to any but, sort of. But do you feel like you just added fuel to any sort of something? I hope not. Of course you didn't. What do you think? Somebody who wasn't anti-gay is driving down the road now and going like this. Hey, that word's great. I can't wait to start yelling at children. I think that you uh, probably want to add fuel to these fires. You want people to discuss them. You want people. 
to, to take it out of the shadows and put it out there. It's the exact opposite. Um, it's almost like when people try to... Well, the guys do this all the time. If a woman says, women will tell us to go to doctors, and we're like, no, I don't want to go. Because we don't want to hear the truth. It doesn't mean make you healthier. It just means that you're too <laughs> immature to face fucking facts. You know what I mean? I know the fuck is going to be bad, so why should I... I know it's good bad, so why do I have to go? Um, Pete, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, I, I don't know if I missed the if I missed the point already, but yeah, I was just going to further the point that uh, it's not always about the, you know, it's not that the word uh, isn't used because you don't want to seem childish, or I mean the initial that is, but it's more that uh, you're losing the impact of the word by not using the entire word. I think I think what you do when you use initials is that you take the impact out of the world, and I think that's what he was saying as well, that you somehow act like it's okay to sanitize it, and then people very comfortably say, hey, the N-word, the N-word, well, how much does that show up on TV? And in terms where they would never actually say the word. So yes, you want the fucking impact of, I've decided here's the case, and he gave the perfect example. He's saying, uh, I'm not comfortable with it being just thrown around, but if it's being used from the point of a story, yes, of course, put it out there. Uh, I would think impact is something you don't want one of those words to have. You want it to have impact. You want it to have absolute impact every time it's fucking used. You don't want to sanitize. You don't want to sanitize. You want to always have impact with it. What's interesting is... The only people who seem to decide that it has impact is each minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I teased you about doing a Greek joke the other day. Right. Because you do ethnic jokes. You just decide to do it with, with ones that aren't actually as sensitive to it. Uh, but does that make it any better? Does that make it less of a stereotype? When, uh, I mean, if you look at the anti-gay slurs... Most of them are really set up to be not so much anti-gay, but anti-woman. The fucking thing that we're saying to men is, you're acting like a woman. As if that saying, being a woman, is the worst possible thing in the world to be. That's what most anti-gay slurs do. Right, yeah. You know? So, I noticed that we're not running around worrying about that. Or when, Or, let me tell you this. How often do you go to a gay club and they dress up as women and start to sing like them or mock them out by acting like they're singing along with the song? How is that different from blackface? And yet it's totally accepted in this society. It's totally accepted as if it's a funny thing to dress up as a woman. Because, we're saying that because, in our minds, the most ridiculous thing you could be is a fucking woman. There was a sitcom on a major network. Didn't yeah. last long, but they've still got Greenland fucking put on the air. Uh, let's go over here to Jim in Alabama. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, uh, isn't it the same thing when, when, and that's a great word that you use, the sanitizing the actual word by, by, by scrubbing it out to something else, isn't that akin to just flat-out lying? I mean, you're changing everything about the story by changing the words that, drive people to certain emotions by taking that out of the story and saying it's something else 
you know what? I, I don't know whether I would call it lying, but I do agree with your point that when you're, you're actually fixing their words for them. Let's suppose that I was a, a DA, right? And there was a rape victim. And I brought the rape victim up in front of the jury. Would I say something like, did he touch you in a naughty place? Did you do something? Did you feel anything of his that wasn't supposed to be felt? No, I'd want to get the fucking facts out there. And not only get the jury to understand, I'd want to fucking repulse them by what happened to the fucking victim. Okay? Uh-huh. I don't want to say the last thing I want to do is let you understand how offended this victim felt. And I think that's what we do with this baby fucking talk. Uh, and here's the other interesting thing to me is you don't know Don Lemon at all, right? No. And yet you not only judged him as a black man, but also as a gay man. That you are taking a guy that you don't know whatsoever, and you basically called him a hypocrite on the on the statement that he made uh, of I'd rather news reporters report the news. And I'm going to tell you the truth, and we've gotten away from this in this fucking country. I would much rather have re- reporters in this country thinking of themselves as reporters first. Before they thought of themselves as black, as gay, or even as Americans. I would rather we got to the point where reporters thought, the truth is out there, and then what you do with it, you shall do with it. But I'm going to report, report the truth. Instead, we've got these slack fucking jawed entertainers who sit around faking fucking stories so that we keep watching TV and then keep buying beer and fucking popsicles or whatever else they sell in there. I would. I think that where you really, uh, your distrust for him is not even as black or gay. It's just as a man who goes on TV, and you see that as being a place where it's you know, where people just lie. That's the part of the story that I wish we'd get back to. Um. Let's go over to Phil. Phil, you're on the Run of Fez show. Lost you. Let's go to Jay. Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy. Um, I'm a black guy. And I, I drive all around the country. And I've talked to a lot of different people. Honestly, the word is nigger. It's out there. It's not, it's, it's offensive. But these are, this is what these people said in their Facebook. I'd rather someone come out and tell me that they don't like niggas instead of just saying the N-word. It's more offensive for me to watch the news and for them to sanitize it and say the N-word when the actual statement in in the Facebook column was they hated niggas. Because that's what's really said. It offends me. And it's just like the F-word. If it's it's not the F word. It's fag. It is. Because there's people out there that don't like you just because of who you are. Absolutely. And, yeah, and if someone... And they're not liking you anymore by saying F word. They're not. No. They're not no. liking you anymore by not saying the words. 
You're just figuring out less and less truth as that goes on. You're living in a fucking bubble, a, a made-up fucking bubble. That's the point of it that kills me. It's making it out that I'm not adult enough to handle the, the word nigga. If I'm watching a news clip and someone did something and said something like that, it's making it out that I'm going to go out and chimp out and wake out because they said nigga on TV. And now they have to apologize for that? Fuck that. Just say it. And it's just like if someone went off and did something against gays and they said fag, I would rather them come out and say this person said this. And this is the reason they what, what was the I big, wouldn't. What, what, was, what was the big Wyoming murder that, that was so famous? Matthew Shepard. All right. If you were really worried about people's sensibilities, you would play down exactly what happened to Matthew Shepard. You know what I mean? If, if you start using, oh, they called him the F word and made fun of his orientation, you, you could lose people... I would much rather you put out exactly what happened to that fucking kid. Every awful fucking truth out of it. And I think that's going to wake up more people who are on the middle. More fucking moderates who won't take a fucking stand are going to wake up to every awful fucking truth of that story more than if you make it perfectly acceptable for families to hear. First of all, I don't believe anyone sits around watching the news with their kid based on the fires and car accidents alone. I don't, I don't know how people, I don't know why more kids aren't like, I am not getting in a fucking car from what I saw on TV. Because if you watch local news, you're just seeing cars overturned constantly. Yeah, or just fucking wrapped around a pole or just some fucking horrible now, driving Now, why can a kid see that and not be fucking freaked out? But if they hear a certain word suddenly or see a fucking nipple or whatever these other things that they're so nervous about. And yet they can see people being pulled out of cars, shattered. Yeah. And yet that's okay for a kid. Um, let's go over uh, to Corey. Corey, you're on my face. Hey, guys. How you doing? I love you all. Uh Ron, you talked about this before, about beer commercials proving your manhood, like what you drink is it constitutes your manhood in this country, apparently. Right. And there's a new Dr. Pepper um, drink out, I think it's called Tang, because it has 10 calories. Pe uh, Pepper can probably find it. I know it can. But it's a commercial, and I don't, I don't know, I've paid halfway attention to it, but I know it ends with a line, no, keep the gardening and crocheting at home, some cornball line like that. Right. It's not uh, for women. The Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And here's I the funny part. Up. Could you imagine if I came out and said, I got a new ad campaign for you? It's Dr. Pepper. It's not for Jews. <laughs> this is something. <laughs> and one more thing, Ron. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just that, uh, there's no, I, I hate the whole false outrage thing. I do. Yeah. But if there's going to be outrage, what do you say outrage on that? Because I'm telling you the truth. Oddly enough, women seem less like they give a shit than than some of these other things that we're talking about. And I don't think that Fez's outrage is false as much as it's new and unused and unthought about. Because obviously he didn't give a shit about any of this until he decided he was gay. And that was my point about the Greeks. He doesn't give a fuck about the Greeks' feelings, whether or not they get hurt by fucking... Because he's not a Greek. In the same way, what makes you think the people who aren't gay are going to be sensitive to gay issues. 
Why would they be? My, no, that's why I wouldn't want that word said on television. You're, you're missing my point. If Unless you're ready, unless the sensitivity thing goes up to, you know what, I was thinking about this, and come up with something that you haven't already heard a fucking million times, it still is, I just want my team to fucking win. Where can I get some of this Jew-free Dr. Pepper? There isn't any. Um. I made that up just to find out where the anti-Semites were. And I found out, fuck you non-swimming Nazi. <laughs> uh, you don't understand. I can't believe I've been found out. I can't get in that U-boat because... <laughs> I don't swim. Um... Mike, you're on the Run of Face show. Yeah, I've heard on network TV, uh, you know, reporters saying the word faggot, you know, oh, this is what happened, they called him a faggot, and this and that, blah, blah, blah. But I've never heard, I've heard racial slurs as far as, they've never said nigger or anything like that. I think if you're going to tell the story, tell the story. You know, well, I totally agree with the last in, guy. In the call, like, here's where we work. Um, and we're an XL channel. Uh, but you still can get fired for being insensitive here. I mean, I uh, the only time I got reamed out was something that was thought uh, as a word that we could use. I just couldn't use it in the context that I did use it in. Oh, it's never fine. And by the way, being reamed out, I mean like half. Like they brought it up and I fucking went into 900 fucking different things. <laughs> why I thought I was right. And they still, I know that, you know, they let it go and... We've been re-signed and all that kind of shit, but I noticed they also don't go fucking handing me those things anymore. <laughs> I don't totally think that they think I'm part of the team. Oh, come on. No, I'm serious. Bullshit. One, me. one occurrence? Yeah, well, no, I mean, let's face it. <laughs> it's a long occurrence I have, but only one complaint. And also because afterwards I still thought that I was right. I still thought that it was funny. But no, there's certain words that I would not use here. And there's not a lot of them. Uh, but certainly, why would I want to get fired? It doesn't make it right that I don't use it. Uh, you could probably call me a hypocrite, except for the fact that the only reason why I'm telling you is because I don't want to get fired. And if, if all of a sudden the people said, you know what, you can get everything away on this show, but watch the anti-gay stuff, I'd, uh, if you want to keep your job, I'd probably slide it over. I'd let you know about it, but I don't think that I would be taking the Lenny Bruce angle uh, until I finally ended up dead on my bathroom floor. Oh, but does that make it any better? If you go back and listen to the Lenny Bruce stuff, that's 50 fucking years old now. It's a million times more mature than where we are now. And he basically was saying, let's take the words back, back then. And the interesting thing is, I think anybody would say Lenny Bruce was a liberal, even though I don't think of him as that political, but socially... He was progressive. Uh, but these sensitivities certainly don't make people stronger. They don't make people stronger. Um, 
Ross, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Uh, same kind of thing going when you're talking about uh, using the word retarded. I got a sister who's retarded, but uh, every time somebody uses the word, they kind of look at me like, holy shit, what's he going to react like? I got no problem using the word. Well, um, now, that was with you and you called my sister a fucking retard. I'm going to pop you in the face. But right. other than that, it's a word. I, I don't see the problem. And by the way, Pepper, uh, my retarded sister's been able to swim since she was five years old. Congratulations <laughs> to the tard. Congratulations. Hey, Ross. <laughs> Take yeah. her to the zoo. She'd love the zoo. Uh, uh, big you, animals freak her out. Um, it is a interesting thing, though. Ricky Gervais has a new TV show. Uh, it'll only be shown in England. And he's playing somebody with some kind of mental disability, <laughs> right? <laughs> As if he continues to need more controversy. Um, and, of course, people are... You know, pissed off right from the get. That's... Now, yeah. I saw it. I saw clips okay. that went out. And I just, I, you know, I can't find the center of it yet. What I see right now doesn't look like... It It reminds me more of when Robin Williams plays retarded. Oh, boy. Like... Like sweet. Touched. And, yeah. Like you're supposed to laugh at him, laugh at him, laugh at him. And then find him adorable. And things. then I think he t teaches us about our own inability to accept people. I don't like learning lessons. And really, we're all a little retarded, I think, is what he's saying by the end of it. Keep going down in that same story, because, yeah, I just, I don't know whether you got time. We'll try to play a couple clips. Time. All right. Hannah, she's in charge. And she's my favorite in a different way. Probably going to marry her. She says no. She oh, makes her laugh, don't I? You do, Derek, yeah. Oh, Derek just cracks me up. <laughs> Derek, the new comedy drama from Ricky Gervais. 12th of April on 4. Oh, on 4. Now, now, you know that he is acting because he leans his head to one side, he combs his hair stupid, he's doing something down with his mouth. <laughs> Look at me, I'm retarded. A little more. But he doesn't call it retarded. I just... Yeah. All right, yeah, go down... Alright. Yeah, go to the, the third one. I think that shows a little more Ricky. This is sort of my game. When he comes in and Arthur goes, here comes Ian crowd, innit? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be part of this crowd. Just sort of slipped into it. <laughs> he doesn't work here. He's the best autograph hunter in the gang, probably. Yeah, in the world. He doesn't autograph hunt, do you? I don't, I don't see the point in it. Buzz, mate, the buzz. When did you last get a buzz from getting an autograph? The McGann's. Steve, Joe, Paul. How many autographs you got? 35,000. 35,000. Derek, the new comedy drama from Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais, he used to be so subtle and witty. Now it's as broad as possible. Ricky Gervais coming to four. Oh, man, four is great. It is. So much better than three or five. <laughs> well, the sweet music doesn't even let us decide if we should laugh or not. It's a comedy drama. So, yeah, it's... It's, it's on four. But what, what do you need? You, you're somebody who needs to be told it's laugh time? No, I, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, uh, it's telling us, oh, don't laugh, he's really sweet. And the simpleton could be the smartest person in the room. So what are you saying? I'm saying that, you know, I don't know if I go for this one. It just, to if me... If you don't, know. It just, it... You're to, not sure? No, I am sure that it seems like just kind of the seems. let me play 
the slow, dim-witted person, but if I make it a drama, I can get away with it. Then I'm not making fun of anyone, because this is a very serious, dramatic piece. Back to the explanation, instead of straight down. Um, we do got to wrap this one up. We got anything else we uh, need to promote? The video of the Korean woman freaking out. Uh, there was a Korean people freaking out on the subway over a cigarette. I love that video. And, of course, the Baltimore beatdown for the unlucky tourists. That's one of the worst beating videos I've seen. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. It's been a lovely Tuesday on Fall. It's been the comedy drama Ron and Fez show. Fuck three. On four. Fuck three in the arse. Uh, that's it. See you guys tomorrow. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Been bold with Harry Mark and